Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready to take the red pill? Aloha shifters, dreamers, conscious creators from all across the world. This is Brendan, and you're tuned in for another exciting educational, inspirational episode slash live broadcast of Paradigm Shift Dream Class. Thank you so much for tuning into this. And of course, as per usual, I'm joined by some fellow shifters from across the world. So fellow shifters, let's unmute our microphones and say hello to the beautiful people tuned into this in this moment, in the future, wherever they are, whenever they are. Aloha, shifters. We love you guys. Oh, gosh, you're so beautiful. We love you. Remember you were dreaming. Hi. Namaste, brethren. Yes, that's right. You, uh, For those of you who are familiar, you'll recognize uh, that beautiful voice as our good friend, Brianna. And... Uh, <laughs> And we do have a, at this point, we only have a couple of shifters, a few shifters in the class with us here at the moment. And of course, we have Brianna, as I mentioned, and then we have Sherman. And then also on Brianna's camera, we also have Nick, who is coming through uh, as well. And uh, so thank you so much, guys, for being here, for joining us. And of course, this is another episode of Paradigm Shift Dream Class. Now, this is essentially a, a digital space to be able to practice talking about aspects related to dream exploration, lucid dreaming, metaphysics, dimensions, infinity, expanded conscious awareness, and beyond. And of course, this is an extension of the bigger project of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, which is a real-world interactive game to be able to help shift consciousness. So if you're entirely new to this project, then please go back and check out ParadigmShiftCentral.com to be able to sync up there and see more of what is going on. And it's a really exciting platform, and it's a place to be able to create conscious media and to be able to assemble a global team of shifters, people intentionally helping shift consciousness and creating paradigm shift communities all across the world. And we do have an entire archive of previous recordings and broadcasts that we do here through the through the project. And of course, you're always invited to be able to get involved with future broadcasts as well. So this is at this point the six-ish dream class that we have done. And we do these every couple weeks. And every time that we do it, it's with the intention to be able to talk about dreams, yet also to be able to help encourage and inspire us along the practice of being able to explore some of our dreams and to, to get more involved with our dream practice, to be able to develop more vigilance, more, more consistency. And it's something that is really exciting because through these broadcasts, we're actually seeing the, on, the real unfolding story of our shift in consciousness. And it's really cool because just to get into some of the basics and then we'll open this up uh, into the discussion that we'll just let things flow where they need to, to just cover some of the basics that we've talked about in other dream classes. And again, if you're new to this, I definitely recommend go back and check those out on the main website. Some of the things that I really like to hit upon is the idea that through studying dreams, it helps us understand more about our multidimensional reality. So that's like one of the big paradigm shifts is understanding that we are more than our physical bodies and we exist within multiple dimensions and the dream space is one of them. And understanding, again, from my 
way of putting it, and of course, think for yourself, everything is information, is that the dream space is actually closer to the place where we are actually from. It's the place where we go every night when we fall asleep, yet it is also similar, if not the same rendition or an extension of the same place that we come from before we are born and go to after we die. And this is when you get into the idea of being able to connect with loved ones who have passed on within dreams and communicating with higher ascended masters. And of course, the big kicker is that within the dream space, you begin to realize that your thoughts create. And when you understand that, you understand that your thoughts also create within this version of reality because this version of reality is an extension of that dream space, just with another layer of density, or vibration, call it what you want. But essentially, we are in this holographic light matrix and we are learning firsthand, all of us are awakening to this idea of our potential within this dream. So this class, this broadcast, for the people involved and the people listening in the future, this is about becoming better dreamers within the dream and awakening. We are the dream awakening to itself. So it's a very, very exciting thing to get into this. So just before I pass it off, I just want to be able to mention that from my own progress, um, you know, it's been interesting because those of, who, those of you who have tuned in, again, you get to see this unfolding story and within my own experience, you know, I've kind of like had like some weeks where like I was getting pretty, like I, I was focusing more on it and then some weeks I like didn't have as much success. Within the last couple of weeks, I've actually been able to get like pretty decent results within my dream practice. My dream recall has been a lot better. I've been consistent with writing down my dreams and I've even achieved um, a couple moments of lucidity within my dream practice. So I'm, I can talk about that a little bit later on in the broadcast but um, yeah like for me like I'm, I'm, I'm at a place where um, I've been cultivating my sexual energy uh, I haven't worked with cannabis in, in a while and these elements in themselves allow me to like go to sleep and each night I'm going to sleep and I'm like in a place where I'm just like more engaged with my dreams and you know one of the ideas that I think will come up with, within this broadcast time and time again is the idea of noticing that when we put out that intention to the universe to say hey I'm interested in my dreams the universe begins to acknowledge that and begins to respond and it almost as like this this additional consciousness beyond just our physical awareness is delivering to us these experiences through our dream space and that's where it gets very hyperdelic in terms of like consciousness layering itself through these dimensions and of course we are experiencing it through uh, the one that we're familiar with yet we exist upon many so again you know this is about us expanding more into our embodiment as multi-dimensional conscious creators within this bigger dream so with that said guys um, let's go around with a quick introduction and then we'll get into either some questions or experiences so again my name is Brendan I'm one of the shifters and directors for the Paradigm Shift Central project and you can find me on YouTube at Skull Babylon and the reason what brings me here is pretty much everything that I've explained up until this point to be able to help create space and encourage us to be able to help learn together so let's pass the talking stick around and we'll pass the talking stick over to Sherman and uh, let's just do again the simple introduction of just who we are and what brings us to dream class. So Sherman, we'll pass the talking stick over to you. And again, for anybody listening to this, please feel free to join this broadcast at any point. Of course, there's a few of us in here, but we're always looking to be able to invite more people into the class. And there will be more people joining later. I know that for certain. But in the meantime, anyone's welcome to join this one and future ones. So Sherman, thank you for being here. And uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to you, brother. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having oh, me. Can you just move a little bit closer to the mic? Sorry, just before you get going. No, you're good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, cool guys. Uh, 
Thanks for having me. My name is Sherman. I am from uh, Bowie, Maryland. I am a seeker, a shifter, a uh, truth seeker, and an adventurer, I guess, if you will. Um, I am here because I want to learn more about dreaming, um, I guess, to learn how to relinquish control within the dream to gain control. So as paradoxical as that sounds, uh, that's pretty much the MO. And that is my short intro. <laughs> And I know um, Sherman had mentioned before we got broadcasting um, that there were some questions that you had ready to ask, so we'll, we'll get into those as we as we bounce around a little bit more. So uh, cool, thanks Sherman, and uh, from there we'll pass it over to uh, to Breezy or Nick, either one of you who wants to go first, coming through from one feed. And uh, again, welcome to Dream Class, and what brings you guys to Dream Class tonight? Well, hi. Uh, Breezy wanted to and I'm also interested in streaming and uh, more about great ideas in general. So I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited that um, to be here. I haven't really interacted a lot with Chris in the last couple of months because I've been the last couple of weeks I've been traveling, I've done a couple of workshops and bounced around Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania all of June. So I'm really happy to be back. And um, I want to learn about some dreams. I've been having some really interesting dreams, and I have to share that with you guys later. So thanks cool, for having cool. me. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. Um, just from a technical point of view, FYI, your microphone is like a little bit warbly, uh, but we can still hear you. Um, I'm not sure if it's an internet connection thing or what, but FYI, uh, yeah, but it, it's still decent enough, but if there's a way to fix it, feel free to investigate that, but either way. Cool, okay, so thanks again, guys, for, for being here, for adding your, your presence to this circle, and uh, from there, we'll um, pass it over, and it looks like Kyle is actually uh, jumping in right on time for his introduction, so we'll pass it to Kyle, and then we also have KJ, who is joining us, and he's been in the broadcast before, and so Kyle, welcome back to Dream Class, brother, and again, we're just doing quick introductions, who are you, and what brings you to Dream Class once again? What's up, everybody? How's it going? Um, Kyle, and that's kind of crazy. A lot of synchronicities have been happening lately, and that's one of them right there. I just walked up, and he was like, hey, I'm passing it over. That's awesome. Ultimate synchronicity. There's a lot of that happening. Um, it brings me to dream class of that. I'd like to help people figure out more about what their dreams could mean to them. Um, what more about what my dreams could mean to me because I also struggle in that area of dreaming. Sometimes I have a hard time remembering dreams or just sort of, I guess, being lucid in dreams. I have some troubles with that myself, so, you know, it's a good way to learn and um, get involved. That's what brings me to dream class. I also like helping other people figure out more about themselves in their minds. So, so it brings me around. Always a pleasure to be hanging out with Brendan and the cool. <laughs> cool, cool, awesome. Cool, thanks Kyle. It's good to see you again. And I know um, even within the 
previous broadcasts that we have done outside of Dream Class or even within Dream Class, but also within the team building hangouts. Um, I'm just hating upon this now, but we'll talk more about it later. Uh, since the last Dream Class, when we talked a lot about the different Dream Herbs avail available, you actually went on an adventure and you picked up some for yourself. And and then there's that huge synchronicity that turns out like there's there's like the the there's multiple ones growing around your house, which is incredibly synchronistic, implying that the person who lived there before you was actually intentionally growing multiple dream herbs for for their own reasons. And um, yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, I know you, you had said that you've had some results with that, um, but just give us a quick preview as, as to anything you want to mention about that, and then we'll expand upon that later, your, your experience with some of the yeah, dream herbs absolutely. and other things. Absolutely. Um, I did. We were talking about the, uh, talking about different herbs and stuff that we could use that would help us um, be able to render our dreams better and remember them. So I went on a little adventure yesterday to go and get these things. I got some of them. Um, Kyle, can you just move your mic just a little bit closer? Just Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's way yes. better. Thanks. So yeah, I did. I went out and I, I went on an adventure. I went to go get some of these and came across them. They definitely do the job. I guess I'd say as long as you're believing in it, really. Or if you could just... I don't know. I don't know. Just talk to it like you talk to water. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, I think the, the herbs, they definitely help. They definitely will help you remember your dreams and be more clear in your dreams and uh, be there in the moment, be more lucid, fluid. I definitely have had good results with that. And you're right. There was a huge synchronicity. It was like, oh, look, I got this growing over here and I've got that growing over here. And then there was like some other stuff growing in the front yard. It was like, Valerian root was hanging out in the front yard. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, no way at all. Like, this is right here. All of these things. So yeah, it was, it was quite, you know, intense. Those couple of days were like, whoa. And there's all, and also, um, what the herbs can do, like in your day, in your waking day state. So like when you're, when you're just hanging out and you just want to have some tea or whatever, so you make some tea out of these herbs. I don't know if you try and meditate on it, and what you know, try and meditate on the actual, like the plant that it that is inside of you. So you meditate on that, and it kind of opens up a little trancey. Like I would say, like it's nothing that is like directly there that you're like, whoa, whoa, like I'm all weird now. But it, you definitely have a trance, you know, like a a mental clarity, a heightened sense of mental awareness so they're really cool it's like it's like little tiny cheat codes or like boosters that you know have been programmed into our matrix game of life mm -hmm. yeah yeah like these little these little like secret pickups if you know what they are sort of thing yeah, yeah it's like yeah, little boosters so it's like <laughs> Mario is trying to teach us something so yeah yeah, yeah. man <laughs> yeah definitely I mean it's 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 cool to think about the idea that all these different plants within our reality, and this is like a topic in itself, all these different plants serve a purpose. Some of them, you know, are meant as ointments. Some of them are meant to, like, heal allergies. Yet some of them are very specifically, like, having an effect on how we dream. 
like that's such an amazing thing uh, just to think about that because uh, definitely that that goes to imply the idea that consciousness like is wanting us to explore our dream space therefore it is helping provide us with some of the allies and the medicines to be able to do so so yeah I definitely think that's really interesting yeah cool. they're there and when you find them you realize oh you know that's what they're there for that's what mm-hmm. they're there for and then it's like you know, it just helps reveal. Peels back like a couple layers. You get to see more of the matrix, more of the coding. You get to see more. Mm-hmm. It creates the fabric of this tangible place that we are. Definitely. Cool, cool. Well, thanks, Kyle. Um, we'll definitely expand more upon that later. And uh, again, just as a reminder, just check your microphone when you're talking because I know it kind of swings to the side sometimes. I got gotcha. you. Perfect. Awesome. Roger Woko. Cool. Okay, so um, we'll, we'll uh, actually, KJ dropped out, um, but we actually did have a, another player who actually just joined the game right now. Uh, Jonathan, welcome to Dream Class, and not to put you on the spot, but go ahead and test your microphone if, if you're there with us. And uh, we'll give Jonathan a second. So, Jonathan, feel free to jump in and test your microphone whenever you get a chance. Um, just let us know when you're there. Um, KJ actually jumped back in. So, KJ, uh, we're just going around with introductions. If you're there, feel free to unmute yourself, and we'll do uh, we'll do a quick introduction with you as to who you are and what brings you to Dream Class. So, KJ, are you are you there with us in the audio version? And feel free to unmute yourself whenever you get a chance. Okay, so uh, again, you know, just let us know once you guys are tuned in, and we'll continue to flow through this. So, with um, with some of the topics that we can get into tonight, it's important to be able to just like cover some of the basics, of of course. And you know, for people who are listening to this, again, encouraging you guys to go back and check out the dream classes. Even just encouraging you to honestly just like Google search stuff for yourself. You know, like tips on lucid dreaming. There is a lot of information out there, and by like no means is 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 like this the be all end all. Though it is cool to be able to hear some of like the experience that comes up within the within these discussions, and, and to be able to just like get into some of the key points. Um, one of the things that I just want to mention is that you know, for people who may be new to the dream exploration process. Some of the basics you want to keep in mind are things, as I mentioned earlier, are writing down a dream journal. With myself, uh, writing down a dream journal has always been something that I've, I've like intended to do, yet in varying degrees of results. And uh, what actually allowed me to get better at doing it is that before, when I was using, um, when I was writing down my dreams, I was tending to do it in my journal that was my everyday journal. And so, like in addition to all my other notes throughout the day, I would just like randomly place in uh, a note about dreams like when I wake up and I write about them. Yeah, what I actually decided to do is I actually made, like, I picked up a separate journal specifically as a dream journal. Now, this is, like, incredibly basic and simple, yet for me it actually has made a big difference. It just allows me to like log things uh, in, a, in a much coherent, much more coherent fashion, and it just allows me to keep consistent. And allows me to go back and just like see what I've written without having to like flip through like 20 pages to try and find it. So, you know, if you're thinking about like working on things and you are using another book, another you're using your regular journal to write down your dreams, I just encourage you to consider like getting a journal specifically for your dreams. And again, you know, the process of writing down your dreams, it's like flexing a muscle and 
and it may start off with like one word or two word or even a feeling or a single idea, yet those are like holographic waypoints that connect us into bigger ideas related to the dream. And so doing that is like a great way just to be able to begin to reveal more of your own connection to your dream and to be able to get better at recalling your dreams over time. So again, you know, the simple basics, writing down a dream journal, reality checks, meditation, and paying attention to things like sexual energy and if you're working with cannabis, those are just like some of the simple common things. And of course, we can get into some of the, the tips and tricks as to like how to achieve lucidity. And uh, I know Sherman actually had a question related to that and we can get into uh, later related to like the hypnagogic state. And uh, Breezy, you guys are showing us something on camera there. Do you want to share what, what you got, the show and tell? Is, uh... So what I have here is a piece of organite in the shape of a cross and... At the first um, festival I went to in Branch Out Camp Out in Bangor, Michigan in June, I attended a workshop and created this piece of organite using crystals that I selected. And I was just thinking about it. If you utilize certain crystals before you go to bed, it kind of sets an intention for an energy that you might want to draw in for your dreams. And I just thought I want, want to share that. And also, this organite... Yeah, this is a Jerusalem cross. I don't know about it. Yeah. It's a symbol of Jerusalem, by the way. So. Well, that's pretty epic. Yeah. So yeah, you can totally use crystals and like symbols, other symbols. So we have the paradigm shift here as well. Thanks, Brendan. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but I was just going to say that you can utilize all these types of crystals, you can do the research for yourself. Certain crystals that I use when I um, go to bed if I want to hear aura, like labradorite, um, I also use fluorite and uh, amethyst crystal. I have an amethyst um, pointer crystal that I can use as an amethyst wand to charge all of my other crystals and tune all of them. Um, but I use my Labradorite Golden Egg here and I place it under my pillow. Um, it helps with like protection and energetic energies. Hey, that's really cool. I actually um, I haven't mentioned this thus far, but I actually have um, two stones that I've been sleeping, two of the same stones that I've been sleeping with, like for about four years, I have a giant chunk of amethyst that's about the size of my fist, and I also have a giant chunk of um, rose quartz. I sleep with those two. I've been sleeping with the same stones, those two same stones, for a good couple years now. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, very, you know when very it... awesome. Sleeping with rocks is one. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, with crystals, like there's a there's a a big conversation there, or a simple conversation depending on how we approach it. Um, but it's interesting because like you can get into the idea that crystals amplify ideas and and they carry certain vibrations and they're their own life form in themselves. Yet at the same time, what I feel is is really put the crystals is that when you recognize them as something that you are using to bring attention and intention to your dream practice, I feel that is where they are most powerful. So I mean, as much as you can use a crystal, you could technically use like any item that you wanted to theoretically as long as it is like something that you you can like 
look at before you go to sleep and it reminds you of the idea of being like, okay, like I am going to bring more conscious awareness into my dream. So I mean like this is like, I mean I'm just thinking this up on the spot, but like I could say like this is like my magic dream totem. And for people who aren't watching this, like it's uh, my like, uh, polymer clay design of my uh, paradigm shift sigil and uh, again you know the paradigm shift sigil is something we'll talk about a little bit more later um, within this broadcast related to the sh shared dream tree that we'll be returning to but I mean you know I just invite people to to try that as a, as a practice to sort of like have an item that they can even carry with them throughout the day as a totem to sort of it, this is very much like out of inception uh, in a way or at least it hits upon the same idea where you can keep it in your pocket or you keep it near you and every time you see it you associate your thought process with the idea of, of thinking about dreaming or asking yourself if you are dreaming or bringing more tension and present awareness into that moment. So, I mean, that is like where crystals and items are really powerful because it's not just the item, it's, the, it's them as a tool which brings the conscious awareness back into your present thought process. And it's your mind that is really like the, the origin point for the difference that is being made. Or at least that's one way that I like to think about it. Um, but what, what do you guys think on, on terms of like dream totems and, and using other tools, uh, physical items to be able to help us dream? Has anybody else had any practice with that that they want to talk about? And um, well, go ahead, uh, Brianna. Recently, something and like if you can just talk closer to the mic, if you don't mind. Okay, is this better? That is, yeah. Thanks. Cool. Um, well, recently, I guess you could say instead of a totem or a symbol, um, a symbol like a number could be something that you use to check in with yourself, you use to check in with reality. And um, a number that's always been useful for me is the number 17. It always pops up when I'm unsure of something or when it pops up, I start to realize that, yes, I'm on the right path or using it as confirmation of, um, yes, I should continue doing what I'm doing. And numbers can sometimes be used as a symbol like that, too. Are you giving it to me? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really familiar with this totem me. What is a totem? Um, yeah, a totem, a totem would just be like an item that has like a particular intention behind it. Like that would be the simplest idea. You know, like a totem pole in Native American lore is like the idea that the totem is an object, yet it represents the energy or the idea of something else. So you can create a totem. You know, you can create a totem that could be like a crystal wrap necklace that represents like calmness. But in this case, you know, we're saying a totem is like something that is associated with your dream practice. So that would be my simple way of explaining what a totem is. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have your dreams, but like I was talking to you before. Uh, broadcast, you know, I, I see many instances of repeating numbers, and in a sense, I feel like that's a way to just signify that, you know, I'm dreaming in my real reality or something like that. Um, <clears throat> I, I experienced a, uh, a, like, a, I'll say a psychedelic experience this one time, and uh, I had just started to experience, uh, I'd say, synchronicities on profound levels. I 
was seeing uh, color patterns, purple and green, and I ran into these people who were multidimensionally communicating with me, I believe, via their higher selves, because I, it just came out of nowhere, the information they were talking to me about. They came up to me and as if they had helped me, and I was familiar to them, and I eventually just got comfortable with talking with them. And I started asking them about the synchronicities I was seeing, uh, referring to uh, the patterns, uh, synchronicities in general. And what they told me is that they are manipulating my reality to communicate with me to let me know that, you know, they're there, you know, essentially. So. It feels very dreamlike, so I'd say just synchronicities in general and numbers. Maybe paying attention to patterns or reoccurring symbols that pop up in your life. Um, I know that symbolism in dreams is really important and that it can have profound messages as well, so maybe if you have a totem throughout your day and then you see the totem in your dream, Maybe that dream has a specific message for you because it's connected to your totem because that's how your higher self or other multidimensional beings know how to communicate with you. So there's the idea that angels yeah, exactly. and stuff only take shape or form the form that you're willing to accept. So they might communicate with you through like um, symbols you're willing to accept and then your mind is willing to uh, be open to, you know, because it can be scary. It's like a multi-dimensional being's like, hey, yo, what up? And they're like, pencils. Has anybody seen the movie um, Galaxy Quest? If you have like this old movie with uh, Tim Allen, right? And um, there's like the aliens, and they use this. Um, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, they use this like uh, like energy shield shifter thing that makes them look human. But if they if this shield energy generator breaks. They're like these weird squid octopus things, and they can be really shocking, even though they're really not beautiful creatures, aliens. They look really pretty scary. So, like, um, multidimensional beings might communicate with you through a form that you might accept in your dreams or in reality in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think that's interesting. The whole like, Inception, the movie Inception, like the spin top thing. Like, I'll have to. Keep that in mind. Yeah, that's a good. You know, and lucid mm -hmm. dreams and dreams. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys hit upon some interesting points there. Um, I mean, definitely stuff that we can branch off into and stuff that we've, we've in some ways, hit upon in previous broadcasts, like the idea of, like, other intelligent entities taking on various forms and then appearing to us within our dream space. And that's the gets into this very interesting idea of, like, you know, is the dream space, like, something that other, like, dimensional entities can, like, log themselves into? And then it got into this idea of can dreams actually be hijacked by other conscious entities, which is like a whole thing in itself, which to me brings into this idea of like discernment within dreams and to be able to like ask questions within dreams and to be able to like ask the intention of a character within your dream to be like, who are you? You know, like, what are you doing in my dream space and sort of thing and, and to potentially see past illusions. And, and this isn't, you know, this doesn't have to be something where you can think about like, I, I want to be able to 
able to share that information as like a, a call to action for us to be more conscious, opposed to the idea of being like scared of the concept and things like that. Because I feel like it is more of like an advanced thing, but something that will come up time and time again as we begin to explore more and more within dream space. Because I feel like there literally is like this like whole other like epic story that is happening within the dream space that a lot of us just aren't fully aware of therefore it's not like within our current story yet it, it, there is like the other aspects of the dream space that are like asking for us to be involved with it and and it is this idea of, like the dream space is this shared space like when we go into the dream space it's like we're all stepping into like this bigger holodeck yet each of us is in like our own separate area of it quote unquote area even though it's like space is sort of like an illusion and each of us sort of has like our own like virtual reality helmet on yet if we take off our virtual reality helmet on like that that's when we can start looking around and start seeing like what is actually going on there. And then it gets into this idea, you know, like the dream space isn't even the be all end all. Like it's it's just like, you know, it goes higher than that. It goes it goes deeper than that. It goes more infinity than that. Um, and again, this is like when I, you know, I love the idea of like becoming lucid in a dream and, and meditating in a dream and, and going into like a deeper space. Um, it, it's really interesting. So, I mean, again, you know, there's just a couple of thought seeds that we can get into. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's rotate around this topic uh, a, a little bit more. Uh, again, you know, hitting on the dream totems and everything like that, encouraging people to to create their own dream totem. Uh, pick pick something that you can carry with you throughout the day and use it as a reality check. And every time you pull it out of your of your bag or your pocket, ask yourself if you're dreaming. And then potentially, you know, that is going to be an item that could potentially show up within your dream. And then at, when it does, you can repeat that pattern within the dream to ask yourself if you are dreaming. And so, I mean, it's just a one way of doing a, a reality check, at least. Um, but just opening up the microphone for anybody else who wants to jump in with anything or any other questions, um, just letting you guys sort of direct the, the flow of this uh, collectively. So if anybody has anything to jump in with. Um, was there anything else, Brianna, you guys want to share related to what you guys were hitting, up, hitting upon? Otherwise, we'll just keep bouncing around. Um, uh, Kyle, Kyle, go ahead. Yep. Um, I'm sorry, I got lost in my train of thought just there. I was looking over here about the crystals again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was also getting sidetracked. I was looking at, I was looking at some sort of leaked document about a, how it's. I don't know. Are you dreaming, Kyle? Uh, Are you dreaming yeah, right now? Yeah. Are you dreaming Are you right dreaming? now? Dreaming? No, I often tend to think... I, I often have tended to think that, like, sometimes, like, maybe me not recalling my dreams, but it's due to the fact that, like, I'm living... Like, this is sort of my dream. Like, this is kind of like... Like, what we're in right now... It, you know, like, the shared dream reality, but for a while there, like, remember going back to, <clears throat> going back to when I was a kid, and talking about how we had this unique ability called The Shift, and that was, The Shift was, like, the name for this so, thing. Kyle, can you move your mic just a bit? <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, how, going back to talking about how The Shift was the thing that we had created in, you know, our minds, I guess, that was, um, it was the uh, the term we used for manipulating kind of what um, 
Breezy's friend said, um, manipulating realities around people, but not really human beings. We never took it to that extent yet, but it was just, it was, it was manipulating realities, but it, it goes back to visiting these planes of existence and going there and doing something for a reason because we were supposed to. It was like when we went into this group meditation, we, would, we wouldn't we would talk. We would just go to the same place and we would all be there. We all would all do something. It's like when we went there, we knew what to do. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't like something we had to talk about. It was just we go and we knew what we do and it was it was a shared experience. Almost every time it was a it was a completely shared experience. And that's, you know, what we call it ourselves. We call ourselves, you know, like shifters or whatever we're in in our little thing of you know, our little coven sort of deal that we had created. I guess it wasn't really anything, it was just us, a group of tight knit people and we all had unique individualities, but eventually we all came to this idea of the shift. And the shift is is just that, you know. Like it, but it it all pertained to the dream world because there was two kinds. You could consciously do it and subconsciously do it. And doing it in your dreams was subconscious shifting, quote unquote. Um, and that's all from like the very beginning of my story and everything. Um, you know, that's that's what it was to us and going and doing these different things and there was these oh, a whole bunch of different places that we had named. We had like planets and things and different realms that we had named. But like, it what, what's unique was it was always sort of the same and then experience, though, a shared experience in the dream world too. We would get up and we would talk about it, and then, like, someone would say something. I'd be like, oh, "Like, I remember that," you know. Like, so that's kind of what, you know, we. I guess that's just you know, kind of reaching back to where all that started, mm -hmm. and then, again, how that coincides with what's going on now. And in the paradigm shift, you know, like the paradigm shift, that's about shifting paradigms. And what that literally does is takes this idea and gets it to the point where if everybody can figure out how to quote-unquote shift and we have everyone think a single thought and actually put some give a shit behind it, then we can fucking literally shift the paradigm ultimately. You just have to get everyone to think one thought at the same time. You know, and that could simply be like, I love myself and Mother Earth. And get every human being on planet Earth to do that. We can ascend together as a race of people connected. We would purely ascend, and it would probably just be totally insane. You know, like there, it's like we would That's just so start powerful. forgetting everything. Like everyone would just forget what it. Everyone would forget how to hate. And, and, and everything like that. You know what I mean? Just get everyone to think one thought at the same time. That's actually kind of a reoccurring thing that's popped up into almost that's every... That's really powerful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of along with those, like, massive meditations or getting, like, large numbers of people meditating... Sorry, Brian, just move a little bit closer. Sorry. 
we have large numbers of people like meditating and like using this intention to like spread it, promote it, and I totally think that we're onto something right there. It's shifting our reality and manipulating our reality. Um, yeah, we could physically shift. We could physically shift Earth realm into whatever we wanted from their point. From that point, you know, that's how. We, that's what we could do, and that's kind of what I saw with the paradigm shift program. And as I saw it, I was, I was like, oh, I got it kind of drawn into it, and I was like, okay. And then I started developing this idea. I was like, okay, now I see where it's going. It's like a big tune fork idea. You know, get all the tuning forks to resonate at one frequency. But then again that sort of ties into what is actually happening now and being in the actual age of Aquarius and having this giant portal of cosmic energy open to us right now and um, that pouring over our Earth reality plane of existence here, you know, um, having all that in effect right now is is a huge, huge deal. And... uh. That's, that's kind of a different topic, though, astray from dream class. Yeah, going back to the dream idea, though, is that um, we've been having these conversations in our dreams. You, you mentioned like that the shift isn't happening in the subconscious and that we've been going through um, transformations in our subconscious, which can translate through our dreams. And by using totems and other techniques and tools in pull our dreams into reality, and then, um, like like we were talking about earlier with the numbers and with other symbols and stuff, you can start to use them as magic spells. You can start to use them as tactics to manipulate your own reality um, by, like, consciously, like, okay, I see the number 17, which usually means I'm on the right path, which means I can do something right now to even enhance my path and literally manipulate, like, um, so something I would do when I see the number 17 now is state the phrase, my dream is becoming reality. Um, pulling the dream mentality and I start to state that phrase every time I see like 17 or like saying, all right, like I'm manifesting my reality. And to do that one step further, like uh, in the paradigm shift central, like he had this dream and he wanted to make a reality. So he created, or like, you know, there's his sigil and it pulls his dream into reality. And so you like, create your own symbol in order to pull your dream into reality, which is um, something I'm also meditating on now and working on, too. So how can we pull our dreams into reality? You know, that's, like, my question. Yeah, that's, again, you know, like, this whole process of studying dreams, and, and Brianna, like, yeah, huge shout-out. Like, that's thank you for saying that, and Kyle as well. Like, What's really exciting about this is that, like, as we begin studying the actual sleeping dream process, it invites us to expand our conscious and, like, consciousness as a whole, which to me really, like, allows us to develop a more intimate relationship with our reality. And that intimate relationship comes when you begin to understand that there's this constant communication back and forth and back and forth. So, like, that for me was, like, a big part of my awakening is, like, when I started getting those number confirmations and understood that that was actually a medium for me to be able to communicate with my bigger self. And so, like, it wasn't just, like, be like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's just, like, oh, okay, like, that was me doing that like that was me within the dream doing that and so like yeah like the the thing that's really cool within this is that 
when you start to get into the dream space, and it was kind of interesting because Nick, Nick alluded to this concept or at least sparked an idea that made me think about it um, earlier, but it, it, get, it gets into this idea that, like, or even Kyle mentioned it too, but, like, things happen, and this is, you know, it's an idea. Think for, think for yourself. Things happen within the dream space or the astral planes or the spiritual realms before they come into the physical. And so, like, that's why, like, we have all these ideas of inspiration and that's why we have premonitions and that's why we have all these foresights because, like, it's almost as if, you know, we're catching up with our future self in a way. And, like, those realities are there. Those realities already exist. Those potentials are there. So, I mean, again, you know, I've mentioned this before, but it's just like us, us being dreamers is about us being ambassadors for these higher ideas to be able to manifest them within this dream. So, like, it's 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 a really exciting thing to be able to think about um, how to do that. And then, again, you know, it gets into the idea of, like, as we really start developing our conscious awareness, we get better at not just imagining things within our sleeping dreams, but imagining things within our meditations and imagining things like within our daydreaming and really like using those time and those places and those spaces to like direct our focus on something and even to just think about something for like 17 seconds makes a difference and this is like a really powerful thing because this is like sort of an arbitrary number but it helps me remember it and it's something that my buddy mentioned to me but he says you know like whatever you think about like if you think about it for more than 17 seconds it will begin to manifest and so that means that like if you have something negative on your mind try not to think about it for more than 17 seconds. Again, you know, this is just a very arbitrary idea. Take it with a grain of salt. But, like, it, so it's just kind of like, you know, you're, you're thinking it, you're just, you're just like, oh, you know, like, that person really bugged me or, like, something happened that really pissed me off and, and you're sort of holding on to it and then, like, by the time you get to 17 seconds, you're just like, okay, all right, moving on, sort of thing. But if you, like, begin thinking about it longer than that, like, that's when, like, the signal starts bouncing off things within your reality, and then it starts, like, coming back to you sort of thing. So, I mean, in that same way that that can attract, quote-unquote, uh, negative, not, you know, quote-unquote negative things, it can also be used to attract positive things. So it's understanding that, like, everything, and we were talking about this within the last Destiny School broadcast that we did about, um, you know, sacred geometry. Like, everything that we're doing is emitting these frequencies and these vibrations. So it's about bringing more mindfulness into what vibrations we're putting out there within to our dream space. And again, knowing that this dream space is this physical reality is an extension of that dream space. Um, so yeah, just just hitting upon a couple things, and, and then uh, I know uh, we actually do have a new player who has joined the game, and, and we'll pass the talking stick around, and we'll see if KJ uh, is there as well and wants to jump in. Also, um, I do want to be able to share a little bit about some of um, a fairly uh, half lucid dreaming experience that I had earlier in the week. Uh, another dream that I had the other night that was really visceral and powerful and meaning to me, and um, a bit about another actual like lucid dreaming experience that I had uh, a few days ago and um, just a couple other tips and tricks for being able to uh, have like waking induced lucid dreaming uh, success and something that I'm personally working on right now. So um, again, we'll, we'll get into those a little bit more and any other questions that you guys might want to have, feel free to ask those as well. And of course, for people who are watching this in the in the, in the the like the future or in, in the present, uh, please feel free to leave any comments and questions in the live chat through the main website on paradigmshiftcentral.com and uh, we'll be happy to relay those there knowing that you can be involved with the conversation. Even if it's not questions, just feel free to leave a comment, leave drop an 11.11. And of course, uh, just getting way ahead of ourselves, reminding you guys that 
after you've listened to these broadcasts in the future, please go back and, and, and add in like a little bit of feedback and comments either on the YouTube or on the main website. It's always great to be able to hear back from you guys and to just continue the conversations beyond these broadcasts and to learn a little bit about it, to know who is actually tuning into the show and to be able to connect that way. So just inviting you guys to leave your thoughts and comments uh, after you've listened to these broadcasts. It's a really cool way to do it. So um, so with that said, uh, we'll pass the, the talking stick. Um, let me just check in. KJ, um, you were here first, and then uh, we also have uh, Dylan, I believe, who, who's joining us as well. Cool. And um, KJ, uh, are you are you there right now? Um, if you're tuning in, feel free to unmute your microphone and join the conversation. Um, if KJ is there, KJ may be there. Um, KJ got into some really interesting conversation the other day about the idea that you know, like, what we're we're asleep when we're alive and we're awake when we're dead kind of thing. And that is, again, you know, like when we die, we like awaken to the awareness of that, aha, oh yeah, this is where we're actually from. And, you know, you hear people talking about experiences with DMT and, and even psychedelics, and it's very reminiscent of that. And, oh, okay, I just got to mention this now because I forgot to mention it, but I thought about it earlier when we were talking about, like, um, the like sort of the foresight within dreams coming to fruition because um, uh, I didn't I don't think I talked about this within the last dream class or maybe I no I no I would have um, yeah no I definitely did actually but I'll just hit upon it again was one of the things when I was working with uh, five grams of sacred mushrooms uh, which I have on my YouTube channel it's sort of hidden and it's on my Patreon for people want to check it out or just send me a link if you want to see that video was like the blatant awareness of the deja vu in that moment and that for me was like such like this this very important thing because it was just like holy crap like this is not just like this this is the dream right now like it was that merging of like this physical reality in the dream space not just in like a hallucinogenic kind of way like you know it's just like oh I'm just tripping balls but it's just like no it was visceral and 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 in the same way and what I mean by that is part of the ways that made it visceral was like the incredible vividness of the deja vu feeling in that moment so it's kind of like this idea that within the dream space when we go to sleep every night time doesn't exist in the same linear sense and that's why you know when you catch up with moments you're just like wow you know like I'm arriving into this moment even though it was already there and that's kind of what I feel deja vu is it's it's arriving into those moments and and when we arrive into those moments with the awareness that those moments already existed before us then to me that's like a huge sort of catalyst to say like holy crap you know there's something bigger that's going on here and and obviously you know like it's not as cut and dry as as like the regular rules and and, and labels that we try to put on this society on like what that society tries to put on this version of reality um, it's much more malleable and flexible and uh, infinite, definitely, and non-linear. Um, so uh, it doesn't look like KJ's here, but that's totally cool. Uh, we'll go around, and like I said, we'll get into some more questions, but uh, we'll, we do have a new player who's joined the game. So um, Dylan, if you'd like to unmute yourself, uh, please feel free to, to say hello and tell us a little bit about what brings you to Dream Class. We'll do a microphone check as well. So Dylan, go ahead. And, uh, just check your microphone. Um, you just have to manually unmute yourself and... Uh, once we do that, we'll be good to go. There you go. Are we good to go? We're good. There you go, man. Okay. Welcome. Whew. All right. Thank you. Um, well, things have uh, changed for me lately. I've had um, a bit more experience um, regards, in, in regards with DMT. Um, but lately, uh, my dreams haven't been so... Like, I've not been very good at recalling my dreams, and I think it's just because I've been uh, 
uh, smoking too much cannabis lately. Um, but lately my dreams have been more vivid, more realistic than usual. Um, and when it comes to, uh, to DMT and dreams, um, this is a dream, and dream is, uh, as far as I can tell, our only reality, because um, we are all right where we've always been. We can only dream of being elsewhere, and that place, which I can only describe as home, um, you, they, you don't arrive to it. No one ever gets there. No one ever leaves there. Um, and it is uh, before birth and after death of the body. And it's it's not it's not a mere uh, hallucination uh, brought on by a drug. It's it's beyond sensory. It's more than just some ooh kaleidoscopic colors and or whatever. It's it's real, or it's more real than this at least, and. It's it's some kind of supernatural alien magic from the wiring underneath the floorboards of reality disguised as a drug. And that's oh man, I don't even know where to go from from there. Um it's very similar to mushrooms. Of course, like mushrooms are like oral DMT. Um, or at least psilocybin is, and nature provides these gateways, and they are gateways into ourself. Um, this medicine uh, is ourself. That is, medicine comes from the earth, and the medicine of the medicine is ourself. We all share the one and same consciousness. There is no other. Um, and human, like this organism, these, these organisms that we inhabit, they, they act as radios which uh, tune into consciousness, this one consciousness. And that's how we evolve, or at least that is that consciousness, the degree to which we are attuned and aligned with that consciousness is the attractor, uh, the central attractor to which evolution is going towards. And, um, I mean, I don't know what else to say from there. Um, um, I'm kind of nervous. I've never done one of these things before. Yeah? That was good, man. I mean, yeah, like, it, talking about the connection and the correlation between, like, the psychedelic experience and dreaming and this mm -hmm. present moment is such an important thing, and it is something that we've talked about before, and it's always something to go back to again because, you know, again, like, it's, it's it, what I find is interesting is that for a lot of us, these ideas 
and also through experience, they're not just something that we've like read about in a book. They're not something that yeah. somebody else told us. They're something that are like innately coming through us and are undeniably like true in, in the yes. sense of just like like you said, you know, this I, this sensation of home, that that, mm -hmm. that feeling that you get. And and so again, you know, like that vividness that you can experience through a DMT experience, um, it, it parallels what you can experience within like a lucid dreaming experience when you're in that moment and you're just like, holy crap, you know, like I'm existing beyond what I thought mm -hmm. was just like one reality. And there is clearly more to this uh, experience. There's and, and, the, and the thing that I find is so fascinating is the idea that, you know, and I mentioned this before within previous broadcasts, like these these psychedelics and, and dreaming and everything like that, like they're they're not like something where it's just like, oh, this is your brain all messed up and stuff like that. It's just like, no, this is what your brain is capable of naturally. And it's only yeah. through like the filters and, and the, the the best way I can describe it are filters that we have on our regular waking experience that prevent us from experiencing this all the time. But you pull back those filters, you pull back the veil. And, and you're there and you're in that experience and again you're just like wow you know this vehicle this body is designed to exist upon multiple dimensions and within hyperspace and to move through this illusion and within the Maya and the amnesia and everything like that so yeah. I mean yeah yeah it's it, and like you said um, you know I'll, I'll just say this and, and we'll pass it around and, and Dylan and anybody else feel free to jump in um, you know when and when I've mentioned this before but really just going back on it when we talk about the idea of like this is a dream or this is the only thing that is a dream to me like the basic and the simplest way that I can explain um, that concept is the idea that to me dreaming relates to the idea of the mind actively creating the reality around it in that moment. So, I mean, in that sense, like, yes, we are always dreaming because the mind is always creating reality. So, I mean, dreaming isn't something, like, when we say, oh, we're going to go to sleep, we're going to go dream, like, dreaming isn't just, like, a place you go to. It is, like, a state that we are always in and that we are awakening into. Yeah. So, I mean, understand that we are always dreaming, and we are, and by that means that we are always creating this reality through the thoughts of our mind and everything like that. And and of course, like you know, that's when it gets into the idea because it's just like, yes, we are an origin point for for an emitting frequency. Yet it seems that like that in itself, like we are we are emits like a, a plethora of other frequencies in which are overlapping with our own. So that's where you get into the idea of like dreams of our own merging with dreams of other people. And then this can get into this very tangible idea within this physical dimension and drawing parallels of like working on projects together and working as a team and, and bringing ideas together and creating new realities. It's that simple idea of the Vesica Pisces, which is, you know, like again, the circle of two circles coming together, creating the dyad within the middle. Um, that in itself is the place from which new ideas emerge. So I mean, our bubble emitting frequency creates new realities when it comes into contact with other bubble creating frequencies uh, in that sense. So I mean it's important to, to again just be conscious of what bubbles <laughs> what bubbles are you putting out there and, and knowing that again like your bubbles are always going to be like interacting and, and, and responding uh, and reflecting uh, the other bubbles around you as well. So I mean yes this is our dream uniquely and it's also a shared dream. So, I mean, that's something that I think the conversation is still expanding upon is what does it mean to be in this shared dream reality? That's the really exciting part. So, um, Dylan, uh, if you have anything else you want to, if that sparked any ideas, feel free to jump into that and, and we'll keep passing it around in addition. Yeah. Um, 
It's good. It's good to see you again, man. Welcome to the hangouts. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. Man, I don't. I don't know what to say right now. I'm not. I'm not so so, uh, fluid with my words. Um. At least not like you are. Um. It takes me a while for me to get my thoughts collected and assemble them into into words. When, word, word, when man. Speak my ideas. Um, yeah. So you can pass the uh, talking stick if you want. Yeah, all good, man. And and if you have any questions, I mean, questions, you know, are a good way to just sort of like okay. ask yeah. in a sense. Um, you know, just like how do you do this or how can I do this or oh, something yeah. like that. Feel free. Um, and again, well, you know, just I was just gonna say, like, reminding yourself and reminding everyone that like this space right here, right now is created mm-hmm. for practice. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's that's why we're here, is to, like, acknowledge and be like, holy crap, like, how the hell do I talk about this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it's yeah. weird to put it into words sometimes, so that's why we're here. Yeah. To to it's hard to describe. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. hard to download it into into a language, um, into symbols. Um, like, pe- people talk about uh, uh, trips, as if it's some kind of uh, thing that is uh, just just phenomenal, just a happen. And um, when when you get to as if you get get there, um, you when you get to uh, that place which is uh, before birth and after death, um, you get there. Air quotes. By the degree to which you are actively present where you happen to be right now. And, uh, oh man, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, whatever. Well, questions. Um, one thing that I would like to know would be, how do we maintain an awareness of where we always are? Um, how, how do we maintain an awareness that uh, we are all the one and same thing dreaming and, and that, that presence? How do we stay right where we are in that place and still... Uh, participate in this dream collectively. Hmm. Uh, it, that's that's the um that would be the uh, difficult part for our species right now is mm-hmm. recognizing that we are dreaming and collectively participating in it because right now that's going to be a huge. Uh, hurdle to get over uh, for humanity because that's to, to recognize that this is just another dream, just a longer more detailed one a lot of attention to detail, looks pretty realistic to me um, that's going to just disrupt so much like it's going, it's going to disrupt our like the world's cultures um so getting into that without causing uh, too much, I don't know, panic, 
um, from people who just aren't ready, I guess, um, is going to be a difficult transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying there. Like, it, it, yeah, how do we awaken the entire mm -hmm. world on mass to this dream within a dream? Um, yes. I, I feel like as much as it, is something that we can focus on. It's something that we shouldn't have to necessarily worry about in the idea that, like, what we, you know, this is sort of cliche, but, like, start with yourself. Like, start with yourself and then, like, begin in getting into those little conversations and then be that hundredth monkey and it begins emerging yeah. through the collective. And I think, like, that's where it's going to happen. Like, there will be moments... Actually, this will be very interesting, what I'm about to say here. There will be yeah. moments where, like, mass culture will notice um, things that certain people say. You know, like, maybe a celebrity will promote a certain idea or share, like, a, some sort of scientific journal that is talking more about, uh, you know, like, the power of emotions and the power of the heart. And, you know, again, like, this merging of spirit and science and science and spirit. And, and people starting to be able to, like, take uh, in the information because it's coming in... It, because it's being presented in a way that they're familiar with, a more mainstream way. Um, and so, I mean, that is going to happen. You know, like, people are going to start, like, getting more of this quantum data into their information because it's going to be something that's just going to naturally come in through mainstream media slowly, as it is already happening. But one of the things that I'm really interested um, in, in seeing happen is um, actually, uh, and this is something that we talked about within the Sega Geometry cl uh, class, is <laughs> very particular. Um, in the same way that the movie Inception got a lot of people's interest, that just goes to show that like how how much movies can make a difference, how much the Hollywood wand and the magic of the silver screen and the magic mirror reflecting, allowing us to see more of ourselves. You know, movies aren't just movies. They're consciousness doing what it can to help wake itself up, and that's why they're so powerful. But in the same way Inception was like made such an impact on culture, uh, the next movie coming out that really has my attention on the radar is Doctor Strange, which is the new Marvel movie, and this is going to be a movie that is going to be huge. A lot of people are going to see it because Marvel is just already big and it's already huge to begin with, but this movie, go and check out the trailer for those of you who haven't seen it, is straight up all about the idea of metaphysical realities and multidimensional experiences and parallel quantum aspects and hyperdelic natures and the dream space and the power of the conscious mind. Like, it is 100% like all about that. And so, like, that is something, it's all of this esoteric knowledge that's coming up to the surface. So I feel, <laughs> as much as we are where we are now, like, look at how far we have come since 2012. Like, look how many conversations are happening. Look how many people are, co are collectively awakening within our conscious communities that we're connected with, yet it is rippling out into mainstream culture. And, I mean, honestly, like, we are making this shift. It's not just, like, awakening to the dream, but it is, like, this parallel shift from, through chaos into love. And, I mean, without having to get too much into the topic of just, like, the state of the world that we're in now, as much as the people are just like, wow, things are chaotic... Things are chaotic so that they're moving through the chaos into love. Like, it's inevitable. It's actually happening. And, and, I mean, this is, again, not getting too far into the topic, but people talking about, like, all the things with the protests and the rallies. Um, you know, I just saw a video not too long ago of, like, a Black, a Black Lives Matter 
protests coming together with an anti-Black Lives Matter protest or something like that. But then they like met in the middle and they hugged and they like just like said like you know like this is this the, all these rallies are to say like no more you know like this is ridiculous this is about love and and I think everybody knows that everybody's like subconsciously aware of that of how stupid it is to be fighting each other and that's like us awakening into the dream because it's awakening into our unity. So what I'm actually just planting that seed is take a look at where we are now and Doctor Strange is coming out in November. I'm not exactly sure the, the, the exact date, but I'm guessing it's probably going to be, I just don't know what Friday is, but I'm guessing it's probably going to be around November 11th, as close as they can get to November 11th. If not on November 11th, it might be November 22nd or something like that. So, I mean, keep track of where we are now, knowing that like these moments in the future are already there for us to arrive into. In the same way I had that moment when I was on 5 grams of sacred mushrooms and I was like, holy crap, I'm arriving into this deja vu moment. Those moments are there for culture where like we're collectively going to be arriving and you know, like people are going to be like be like earlier today Doctor Strange was released and now everyone's talking about like metaphysics and stuff like that and it's going to become like this like normal popular pop culture topic. And then that's where what's going to be really interesting is that people like us who are already in these conversations are going to be like, going to be like, yes, like you know, like let's start talking about this more. And that's why the practice that we're doing right now is going to become uh, really important for us to be able to be like ambassadors and light guardians and leaders for having those one-to-one conversations with other people. And again, you know, the thing with the lucid dreaming and the dream exploration is that no one can tell you what the matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. And that is like the thing that's like so powerful about this is that like we we can tell people about it, but we don't have to worry about convincing them. We can only encourage them to have their own experiences. And as more people start having their own experiences, and more people start awakening within their dreams, and more people start having even psychedelic experiences in like good good formats and fashions that are very positive for them, uh, this world will shift. And by the time we get to 2020, and by the time we get to 2035, I think we are going to see an enlightened society. And we will actually be able to witness that. And right now, like what we're doing is like we're 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 the vanguards, and and we're doing it because it's just like, it's it's hard to imagine us doing anything else. It's why we came here. It's why we came into this dream. It's like the exciting thing to do, opposed to like sitting back and playing Pokemon all day. So, anyways, <laughs> um. So, anyways, that's that's my little thing. But anybody else, jump in. Brianna, go ahead. You want to talk about Pokemon? Um. <laughs> Like building the army shifters and stuff like that. Cool. Just jump up, jump up to the microphone as you're as you're going. Oh, go ahead, guys. You're a little choppy. I want to ask you, Brianna sent this one with the crystal in it. This crystal, I don't know what it is, but it's super powerful. Um, I don't know if you can see. Can you see that? Yeah, so it's a crystal. They sent it to me in a wand, and then like, I totally it left it in my car, and the crystal came out of the wand. Yay, that happens. I'll make you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a citrine crystal, by the way, even though it looks like a quartz. It's because it got heated. Oh, no way. Okay, citrine. It feels like when you hold over your chakras, it retracts your chakras very powerfully. And I found when you tap this crystal too, it feels like it puts out crazy amounts of energy and it spikes up my uh, energy body every time. And Brianna's energy body, so. Yeah, we learned. So I'm very you uh, identified what this is. Yeah, it's super, super, super powerful, man. So, thank you. 
but you touched on something about transmuting fear to love or something like that, um, and like that we're really creating a shift. And I had this idea that I wanted to, you know, really ground and root in that. Um, yeah, we're a team. We're a team of shifters, and we're trying to literally shift reality from one aspect to another aspect, really in intentions that we all share together, um, like peace and love, and you know, those are the basic ones. But there are also other ones, like a, a society, more complex intentions, like an eco-friendly society, which is a more complex idea that we have to pull into reality as a whole. And the idea of that we dream about this all the time, like we can dream up an eco-conscious, eco society, and then the idea of like taking what we're dreaming and really putting those complex ideas into reality. It takes energy and time and work within ourselves too, um, in order to really cleanly and clearly pull in these ideas. And um, in order to like cleanly and clearly pull the ideas in, we have to get enough sleep because you know, this is a dream class, so it was an inevitable conversation for the conversation. And we have, I know we're like staying up super late right now, but making sure that we get that relaxation in order to charge our physical bodies, because our physical bodies need the energy to pull in all these metaphysical ideas, all these energetic ideas through. So making sure that we take care of ourselves and like hydrate. Um, earlier we were talking about herbs. Uh, makes me want to get in tea and herbal tea uh, to enhance my water and you know some water safe so boiling the water first and then adding it to herbal tea can really also enhance your physical body allowing it to pull in all of these energetic ideas so I had that idea when you're like saying you're literally transmuting fear to love the idea that creating this army or this, we're reawakening the warriors of light, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that um, definitely. I mean, what what, what you're just saying there, I just want to reiterate, like the importance of like you know, if you're if you're looking at getting more into your lucid dreaming practice and and everything like that, and just awakening your consciousness, like a big part of it is just like healthy living like straight up like this body is like a biological computer and you have to take care of it you have to like clean the dust out of it or else it's like gonna like fry its short circuits or and stuff like that so you know like it's interesting to think you know like we are this antenna but it requires biofuel so like fueling your your technology is like such a huge part of it so I mean yeah I think that's just like an important reminder to just like take care of yourself so that you can show up so that you can show up within your dreams and that so you can show up within this dream. So it's it becomes like self-love out of like benevolence and service for others and to again lead by example. So I mean, you know, like being a shifter is synonymous with like caring about yourself and conscious living and like just being healthy, intentionally being healthy and everything like that. So I mean, just encouraging people to think about that some more and develop their own habits and to let go of habits that perhaps no longer serve them in that sense. So um, yeah, thanks Brianna. Um, we got a few people in the chat so we're going to bounce around but I just want to say, Brianna, is there anything else that you want to mention at this moment? Just passing it back over to you guys. Yeah, just a quick plug. Um, I'm known as Bruzy Spread Love on the internet. Uh, I recently did two workshops called Empowerment, and it's on this 
top of making sure you take care of your energy body, making sure you take care of your physical body, making sure you yourself in order to go out into your communities and help and assist other people. So within that workshop, we did tips and tricks to help with um, depression, with stress, poses and stuff like that. So if you're interested in connecting with me, please check you know, my social media, Breezy, Spread Love. Um, and I'm sure, and I'm also on ParadigmShiftCentral.com uh, too, so you can check out some of my stuff on the website. Thank you, Brendan. Cool. Thanks, guys. Awesome. And again, you know, just reminding people that, yeah, like for, for anybody in this broadcast, we'll include show notes into the main website for the information for people of the featured students of the class so that you can connect with them. So you can connect with myself, Brianna, Kyle, Dylan, any of the people that you hear within this broadcast. And for anybody who's in this now and wants to be included in the show notes, um, just make sure that I have your information by posting your Facebook or whatever into the chat on the uh, right-hand side of the screen. And I'll just uh, do a favor for me. Cool. Thanks, guys. Um, Okay, so like I said, uh, we've got a few new players who, who are actually uh, in the game right now. Um, just foreshadowing, um, you know, like there's uh, a couple things that I mentioned earlier. Um, Sherman was going to talk about, like, the idea of, um, like, uh, working towards lucidity within the hypnagogic state. Um, there is stuff that I want to talk about that. We can get into it later. I did still want to talk and share a little bit about my own, um, it, pr like, progress and success within, like, my dream practice and my lucid dreaming uh, experience that I had earlier in the week. But again, we'll get to that as we move through this, and this broadcast will be however long it needs to be, yet we'll cap it off. We won't go past 2 a.m. because we need to go to sleep at some point. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a big part of this class. And again, we're going to end the class with a guided visualization meditation to bring our attention to the creation of the dream tree. And, um, oh, okay, I'll just mention something real quick because it's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hit upon it now, but I'll touch upon it later. Um, I went and saw the movie Big Friendly Giant and uh, that there was like some really cool conscious themes within that movie, and I didn't do a movie review on it uh, yet. I was just kind of busy with other stuff, but for those who are interested in my thoughts, one of the things that was really interesting is that there's actually a dream tree within that movie that was like very reminiscent of our concept of a dream tree, and it was like really cool to sort of see that coming through like the storyline and everything like that. So again, the dream tree, just planting the seed, is the idea of us creating a location within the dream space that we can collectively show up at through intention. So we visualize it and we meditate on it. It's a tree within a field. It's the image that you see within the preview for all of the dream class broadcasts, and it's got the paradigm shift sigil floating above it. So we meditate on that, and then we carry that intention with us to go into the dream space at night, and then when we achieve lucidity, to go there. And I, I have it's documented that one of us has been there in a dream so far. Uh, I have yet to get there, but it's something that I'm working towards, and the day will come where myself and others will be able to be like, yes, like we made it to the dream tree. So it's it's like it's it gives us a focus point to to gather around, and that's what we do. We gather around it within our meditation, and we gather around it with our intentions, and we gather around it within the dream space. And we can meet up there, and we can dance, and we can have drum circles, and we can have fun, and we can talk, and we can have a festival, and all that good dream stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I did just want to mention, um, I, it was really interesting, um, a friend of mine was just telling me earlier that they actually had a dream that I was in 
with them and they were like flying around space and it was like their first very vivid almost lucid dream experience and I just thought that was really cool and I just want to give a shout out to them um, because it was just kind of like this cool thing because she's been listening to the dream classes and she's like someone who I know in person and she's been like talking about dreaming and she always said like you know I'd never had like a lucid dream yet she just as an example of what any of us can do over the past couple months has been putting this attention towards dreams and then like today she sent me this message she's like oh my god like it happened like yesterday I had this amazing dream and you were in it and we were flying around space together and I was just like hell yeah like that's so cool so um, again just as another example that when you put out that intention the universe listens so what intention are you putting out there Cool. Okay, guys. Um, so let's bounce it around a, a little bit. Um, I, I, like I said, well, there's a few players here in the game, and uh, we'll just do some quick introductions. And again, what brings you to Dream Class will be the basic question, and then we'll get into some more group questions, and we'll just sort of free flow our way through this uh, collective shared dream experience right here, right now. Um, let's uh, pass it over to uh, Implying, uh, aka uh, Jamal. Did you do you want to do you want to jump in and test your microphone and, and say hello and Tell us uh, what brings you to Dream Class, and welcome. Um, yeah, can you hear me all right? Sounding good. Yeah, what brings me to Dream Class is definitely the idea of lucid dreaming, astral projection, basically just getting, like, taking all the stuff that I've learned here and applying it to a higher dimension, so to speak, and seeing, you know, where that sort of takes me. I know we were talking about earlier, like, the idea of, like, creating is a big, big big factor there, so definitely interested to <laughs> take some of my inventions that I've kind of tinkered around with here up to higher realms, seeing where that all takes us, and I'm pretty confident that it's going to just take us above and beyond, you know, to the next dimension, to the next dimension, and just so on and so forth, so definitely looking to perfect my uh, whole shtick there. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, I got to ask, when you say, <laughs> when you say inventions, uh, what is that in reference to? That is in reference to experiences for the most part. Like when you go out and experience something in in a pretty big way, you're kind of inventing that for yourself because, you, yeah, we've been conditioned to believe certain things, but at the same time, when you see something, you see it with your own eyes. And as we all know, we're all very capable of shifting our own realities at any moment. So it's very much so a thing that you kind of create out of nowhere, honestly, whenever you experience anything. Word, word. I like that. I, I like that. Um, it reminded me of just the other day when I um, had like a little click into the term realize. Um, suddenly the word realize meant something entirely different to me. Realize to me was like synonymous with like manifestation. To not, you know, when you realize something, it's just like, oh my God, it's so obvious. I just realized it. But like when you realize something, it's like you're bringing yeah. it into reality. You, you realize it you realize it, you know, it's just like, it's an idea, mm -hmm. but then you realize it, so it's just like a kind of weird yeah. way to change how <laughs> it just keeps going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool, man, all right, well, thanks for, for thanks for coming, and uh, again, you know, just like, yeah. jump in as we keep going and ask any questions, and uh, yeah, it's good to see you again, so, awesome. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, so just going through from left to right, uh, we do have, um, I believe, a new player. But uh, Jay, if you can hear us, uh, feel free to uh, unmute your microphone and say hello and, and share a little bit about what brings you to Dream Class. So Jay, if you're there, J-A-I, um, feel free to jump in. And uh, if Jay's not there, that's totally cool. We'll keep bouncing around. But again, Jay, if you're hearing us, uh, just feel free to jump in and uh, just let us know. And um, 
we'll pass it over, and uh, the next person from left to right is uh, the worm, the worm, worm, worm. Nice, cool name. The worm, worm, worm. Do you want to uh, unmute your microphone, say hello, and tell us a little bit about what brings you to Dream Class? And welcome. Um, just uh, check your mute on there. Give it a second. There we go. Go ahead. There we go. Perfect. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. Uh, happy to be here, Brendan. Uh, I was just checking out what you guys are talking about because, I mean, I dream pretty hard, all like pretty real every night. So everything is uh, very tangible to this real world, like what I learn and then how I apply it. It's almost like a, I don't know, like a destiny path. You kind of figure out how you should feel when you're actually doing stuff in real life. If you don't feel like you're dreaming, I don't necessarily feel like it's the best. I don't know, it should always feel good. But I mean, I just had a, a crazy day and a crazy night, so I just really wanted to hear people talk about good stuff. So uh, I'll probably jump in when I feel like it. I just I'm here just because I haven't been here and I didn't realize I could get on with my phone. So <laughs> well, it's so good to see you. Welcome, oh my goodness, what a flashback to reality. <laughs> Tried reunited, so. <laughs> Good. No, it's awesome, man. It's a sacred digital space. I hear you, brother. I've been working. I've been working on, uh, you know, being in my place, even though I haven't been, you know, necessarily, uh, you know, easily accessible. I've been doing stuff and learning, so. But it's just, just a lot going on. So I mean, I really like meeting people in dreams. I do it all the time, but it's just, it's hard to meet people that actually believe in that or, like, take note of it and actually try to, you know, apply it. They're just like, oh, it's just a crazy yeah. dream. But I'm yeah. happy to be here, so I don't know how to start the conversation about it. I don't know what, you, I just kind of jumped in. You saw it when I did. I just kind of got home and, you know, I was like, oh, well, he's online. That's cool. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, by all means, uh, sit back, enjoy, and at any point, just feel free to jump in as we, we get things rolling along here. So, yeah, that's cool, man. And, I mean, what's really exciting is that with every every person who comes into this brings their own unique experience with them, and everybody dreams differently. So, I mean, it's really neat to, to again, you know, just people just be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I vividly dream every night. Some people are like, I barely remember my dreams, and then start sharing, start getting into ideas. And, and again, you know, like, the idea of, like, the shared dream experience, that I feel is, like, that's like like the the frontier that we're like working towards. I feel like we're like Star Trek, like going off and you know like new frontiers, like in that shared dream space. Like eventually, you know, like 20, 30 years from now, like what happens when that actually becomes like a common thing? And then every night when we go to dream, it will be like logging into a virtual reality internet, and it's just like okay, I'm gonna go like hang out with my friends online, aka in <laughs> the universe, and then we like do that, and we'll probably have like augmented reality that we'll be able to incorporate into our dream space and stuff like that. I mean, these are all ideas that I've brought back from the future, obviously, but um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool, man. Well, again, um, go, go ahead. If you're... Uh, no, I just I, saw, I just realized the mic was on, so sorry. Okay. <laughs> cool. 
Cool, cool, man. Awesome. Well, thanks again for, for joining in. And uh, again, uh, we'll uh, bounce things around, and we got a couple of people. So, um, Jay, if you're there, feel free to jump in, just checking back um, if you want to do an introduction. But we'll pass it over. Um, we do have a, another player who is in the game. Um, we are Listen. Uh, we are Listen. Uh, please feel free to, to unmute yourself and uh, say hello. And for the people who are listening to this in the audio version, uh, they are wearing some incredibly large dream glasses, and they're incredibly beautiful and magnificent and welcome to the hangout so go ahead brother it's actually where listen there is no e r oh i see yes where listen got it it could be misperceived yeah but uh uh i don't know where to go um i do know where to go but i don't know where to go in this conversation right now cool well the basic question would just be like what brings you to dream class just as an introduction well, I've been following you and Paradigm Shift and some of your videos for a while now, and I guess I just got enough confidence to, and I figured out to finally tap into uh, being able to communicate with you all instead of just listening and being kind of biased. But, yeah, uh, I've been following you for a while now. Uh, Brendan and dude, you as you know, you inspire me. I just wanted to say that to everyone else. So, cool. Well, dude, thank you so much. Uh, it's always it's always exciting to be able to like just like have the space where we can inspire each other. So I appreciate you bringing your badass glasses to the conversation. <laughs> where did you get those things? They're huge. Uh, these. Uh, they fell. Straight out of the dream. When I got in the music festival scene, they just kind of fell apart. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Awesome. Well, dude, thanks again for, for joining us here. And, uh, yeah, much love. Um, much love to you. I, I will just say again, you know, um, this is like a sort of side note technical thing just before we jump into things. Um, for people in the future, again, you know, just like really encouraging you guys to be involved with these conversations. And if you're ever listening... If you're ever in the future and you're tuning in live and you notice that we're like like running late on the live broadcast time start, you know, sometimes we'll say like, oh, we'll start at about 9 and then suddenly it's 9.30 and then it's 10 and then it's 10.30 and we haven't started yet. That usually means that we're waiting for people to join. So if you notice that it hasn't started yet, see that as an invitation to like be the people who join to help make it start. So like it's always fun just to be able to like get things rolling and inviting new people to to again. I know I know it sometimes takes courage to to come into these places, but again, you know, that's where I really want to be able to to create this space in like a fun and like safe and exciting environment where we can just like laugh, have fun, practice and just be able to like learn and 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 yeah, just it's it's cool. It's cool. It's it's nice when it can just be like very relaxed in that sense, while still getting like super deep metaphysical. So, cool, awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, um, for being able to co-create this space. So, um, with that said, um, again, you know, like I mentioned, there was a couple. Um, okay, I'll, I'll just share. I'll just share my experience now, uh, just of one of my uh, dreams from earlier in the week, and then uh, opening up the microphone to anybody else who wants to jump in, maybe share some of uh, recent dream experiences you've had or ex crazy experiences. Um, Bri Brianna, you were. Uh, did you open your microphone there? Did you want to jump in with something, or was yeah, that? A... I was going to share a dream experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I'll I'll share I'll share one, and then Brianna will share one as well. Um, so er earlier in the week, and this isn't like a super long story, because to be honest, I can't really fully remember all of the dream, um, which is an interesting thing in itself. And we talked about before the idea of like why can't we fully remember our dreams. 
um, it seems, and this is all just explain this is in context, it seems as if we have our waking memory and then we have our dream memory. And I sort of visualize these as if they're almost like two clouds. And so like you can think of like we're like underneath the clouds and like we attach like a cord to the cloud in order to be able to create the connection which allows us to establish the connection to the memory. And it seems that like within our waking state, we're constantly connected to the cloud memory of our waking consciousness. And that's like a pretty solid cord. But then like within our dream state, we're like connected to that dream memory. But then when we wake up, that cord is like unplugged. And so when we forget our dreams, that doesn't necessarily mean that the memory itself is gone. It just means that our connection to that cloud has been unplugged. And so that in itself is like brings into the, the importance of when you wake up to be really sensitive with um, how much you move your physical body. Because the more you move your physical body, the more likely you're going to unplug that cord. And then you're just going to be like, crap, you know, like I can't access that memory again until maybe the next time you fall asleep or something or, or go into a deep state of meditation. So as a simple practical tip again you know like when you wake up in the morning don't get out of bed really fast if you're planning on writing down your dreams oh and this is something really important that I'll just say here because it's something that I sort of like haven't mentioned in a previous broadcast and I saw somebody else mention it in a video and it just reminded me of it when you're doing um, like Okay, say at night, you're, this is like a waking-induced lucid dreaming technique. So say you, you set your alarm at night for about like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. And then you wake up and then you, what the basic idea is you wake up, do something for a little bit, maybe meditate, maybe move your body, and then you go back to sleep with more mindfulness so that you kind of like fall asleep with a conscious awareness. But this is the trick, this is the, the kicker part, is that when you do that, make sure that you don't turn on any natural light source. So when you wake up in the middle of the night, don't check your phone. Don't check your iPad. Don't shine that light into your face because that's actually going to like shift some of the chemicals, like even like, you know, like the melatonin and things like that. And, and it's going to like prevent, um, it's going to sort of like do something physio physiologically to your body that will prevent you from being able to like maintain that acute degree of sensitivity as you go back into your sleep. So this is something that like honestly like until until somebody like said it in a video I was like shit you know like I forgot about that because I was like literally doing that where I would like wake up in the middle of the night then I would like check my iPad and I wouldn't think much about it. So next I'm, what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to wake up and like make sure that like I'm not going to check my iPad and stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's just like a little quick tip is like don't shine natural light into your eyes or unnatural light into your eyes. When you wake up in the middle of the night, keep it dark. Keep it as dark as possible. And if you're going to use any light, try using a candle light. Um, so that's just a simple tip. So uh, just getting into my experience, one thing that I experienced earlier in the week with one of my dreams, and again, you know, my dream recall has been pretty decent, and that's because, like, I've stopped smoking cannabis for the past little while. I've been cultivating my sexual energy. I've got all the elements in place, and every time I go to sleep now, I'm in that potential to, like, get into that vivid dream space and to remember them. But what I had within my dream space is basically I was, like, flying across water, and it's interesting because even now when I'm just like noticing myself talking about it, I can feel myself like remembering it. I can feel like that connection to that cloud, like being like reconnected. And it's not just like 
because the memory is in the dream cloud memory, but it's also because it's been encoded into my waking memory because I wrote it down and I reflected on it. And that's, again, you know, just like a simple tip is that, like, when you're recalling your dreams, the reason for writing them down is to, like, re-encode the dream into you, your physical memory. So it exists within your dream memory, and then there it's, like, kind of, like, transient and it might disappear, but when you write something down, you, like, re-encode it into your physical memory where it's, like, more accessible within a regular state moving forward. But anyways, long story short, my dream that I had was like it wasn't fully lucid but it was kind of cool and I remember myself like kind of like being in water but then sort of like getting up out of the water and kind of like flying across the top of the surface of the water and ultimately it was just like a really cool visceral experience and um, something that I got to just like be able to like wake up from and be like whoa like that was progress like I, I haven't done that in like a, a, like a flying dream like that in a really long time so like that was really cool and again it goes back to this idea that even though I might not have been fully lucid lucid there was still a part of me that was like actively understanding that like hey I can fly in this moment. So I mean it's kind of interesting to observe that even though you may not be lucid in a dream, your conscious awareness of how dreams work still comes to the surface within how you interact with your dream. Um, so I mean that in itself is a really cool thing that can just bring up cool experiences. And also Brian Cranston was in my dream for whatever reason and I can't fully remember it but I know he was in it. Like I just woke up and I just I'm like I'm like Yes, Brian Cranston. Like, thank you for being in my dream. That's like the dad from Malcolm in the Middle and the guy from Breaking Bad. And he was like, there was like humor related to it. And actually, maybe I'm just thinking about this now, but he's actually going to be Zordon in the new Power Rangers movie. So maybe I was like seeing into the future because I feel like he's going to be like some sort of metaphysical teacher in the future. So maybe he was like talking to me through time because like we're the Power Rangers or something. Whoa, whoa, man. Anyways, <laughs> so I mean, that's just an idea. Um, but again, so that was just like a, an experience that I had. And then I, there's a couple other dreams, but I'll mention them as we keep going through the broadcast and just passing the microphone around. Um, so yeah, those are my experiences. So uh, Brianna, we'll, we'll pass the microphone over to you. You said you had a, a dream experience that you wanted to share. Go, <laughs> go, so, so Power Rangers. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, um, and uh, as close to the mic as possible, just as a double reminder. Yeah. Um. Well, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Testing. Testing. Yeah, it's okay. Um. So the dream I had, I actually had probably when I was in high school, but I feel like it's been coming up a lot more for me in my mind. Like you know how you have a memory pop up, and you're like, whoa, like why did I remember that just now in this moment? Um. So that's been happening to me happening to me with this particular dream and I think it's important because I don't know if you've heard of this third wave of ascension that's been going on for the summer for this summer and it's supposed to like reach its crest at the end of August um, uh, anyway so my dream was like September September oh. okay yeah, yeah. so we'll more about that later but um, the dream that I had was about uh, I was kind of similar to your dream, flying. It was a flying dream, um, but I kind of like awoke within the dream. It was very vivid, very and like kind of became lucid. I was in this like square-shaped ship, I would say, because it was flying, but it was like, um, and so that's where the idea like a ship, and um, there were a bunch of people and they looked kind of scared and sad, and the the area was gray. So like the whole dream was gray. Everything I was seeing was gray in a gray scale tone and it was raining and it, the ship was flying somewhere and then all of a sudden I had it in my head to start singing in order to lighten the mood and I start singing um, the Let's Go Fly a Kite song 
Um, I think, yeah, it was, and we start flying, or higher and higher into the sky, and the color changes, and all of a sudden, it's like a burst, and everything gets really light, and everything's turning into a bunch of different colors, and we're flying in this completely different world, right? So we're in this like grayscale world, and then we're in this like super technicolor dreamcoat rainbow world, and um, and everybody's singing, everybody's smiling, and we're just like flying around, and like we start flying across like this green grass area, like across plateaus and everything like that. And I look down and I see this person running under us, like waving their arms, trying to get our attention on the ground. And I'm like, oh, they want to fly with us. So like my thinking let's go pick them up, turns the ship. And like it's as if I, my thoughts are steering the ship and we like drive down to go and pick this person up. And then my mom wakes me up and tells me I have to go to work. But that was like a dream that I had when I got home from high school and I fell asleep and then like my mom had to wake me up in the middle of the dream. And I feel like it's important for right now because I've had several dreams where there's this theme where I am a some sort of leader of a group of people and there's a group of people around me and I'm sort of like, chaperoning them or showing them how to traverse um, a area or space and it's been coming up a lot more where I think maybe that has something to do with this idea of being a shifter of being a paradigm shifter where we are helping other people sh literally shift their paradigms and we're kind of guiding them through their own dark night of the soul and like guiding them into this new reality and I I think it's kind of interesting that we should be paying more attention to our dreams. And recently, I've been doing this meditation called a Merkaba activation meditation. And I, it's been causing me to have these more vivid dreams. I wouldn't say they're like profound in any sort of way, but I wake up remembering them. Um, and my boyfriend, Nick, is the one that teaches them. He's over here in the corner. Say hi. Maybe hey. can you share with right. us. You know. It's really interesting. <clears throat> I just studied the Merkaba light body breathwork off of Phoenix's guided breathwork from Three Days of Life. And I watched your video, I believe, Brendan, that you recorded of Phoenix basically over and over and over again and then developed this practice. So, yeah, you rock, man. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I was going to go on to say, you know, on this topic of lucid dreaming, uh, just reiterate what I was telling you about earlier about my experience with a lucid dream in Merkaba activating. And it, it just really struck me, you know, when you were talking about, you know, really tapping into the potential of lucid dreams, sitting down and meditating in a lucid dream or something like that would be also probably very intense and powerful. You like just think that thought. So, in a lucid dream, I became lucid in a moment of the dream and just had the thought that, man, I got to do something like real powerful, this real crazy because I've just realized I'm dreaming I can do anything. <clears throat> and having studied the Merkaba activations, like luckily in that moment I just had the thought, you know, to do a Merkaba activation. And so in that waking state in the dream, I have the thought and then the thought comes to me to think of a sound or think of the sound of a parented. 
And like I was saying before, I thought that was really strange. I didn't know what the sound of a pyramid would sound like at all. So I just thought the words sound of a pyramid instead. And after thinking those words, I just saw completely white, blinding light to the point where I couldn't see my body in front of me anymore, but I could feel that I was looking around in this completely, this blinding, completely whited out space. And I just woke up immediately out of excitement from that and told my uh, ex-partner at the time immediately that I just activated my Merkaba in my dream. <clears throat> it just really helped me to remember waking up and telling somebody about it like immediately. So if anybody gets the chance, try it out in their own lucid dream. If you can think of it, activate your Merkaba. See if anything similar happens. Maybe something different will happen. You know, I think it would be very profound if you also get the thought to think of the sound of the pyramid, think of the sound of the pyramid to activate your Merkaba in your lucid dream as well. It's, it's more power for the course. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, yeah, like that. That again, what you said—the idea of like meditating within a dream—is so. That's awesome. Like that, 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 that is there. It's like it's something that I haven't personally experienced, but it's something that I really want to be able to do again. It's like going within like dreams, within dreams, within dreams. But again, you know, like the movie Inception was sort of like showing us this possibility. Um, but yeah, like you could meditate and like activate your light body within the dimension. So I mean, people talk about like activating your light body here within this physical dimension, but it seems as if again, you know, this dream space is a place where we can train and learn and practice more about how to intricately use our multidimensional body and our multidimensional vehicles are including you know the Merkaba which um, I'll say super info for, for people who aren't familiar with the Merkaba again you know imagine like two pyramids one facing upwards one facing downwards and a person sitting in the middle of that and that is like a field that is around every single body not just the human body but like bodies of like encompassing mass including the planet and it's an extension and a variation of the toroidal field which is like the donut shape that you see all throughout sacred geometry and something we talked about in past ones and so again it's something that is an extension of the physical form that is in itself like what I almost think of as like d divine technology. It's like divine like innate technology that again like allows us to traverse through dimensions but again it's still like mysterious and it's still something that we're like opening up to and, and remembering and learning more about but um, yeah there's more to it but go, go ahead Nick I uh, passing it back to you. Yeah and you know something along those lines too maybe a Kundalini activate Kundalini activation in a lucid dream. All right, I want to activate my Kundalini. Uh, would also be interested to see something at that level happen. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I thought of another lucid dream that was, I don't know, pretty, I'm still not sure the symbology of it, but it was very recent, and I was sitting in a room full of people, and For whatever reason, there is a really cold front of people along each side of me where uh, they were getting frozen to death. Uh, they were becoming like petrified, frozen by this cold coming in. And 
it would just slowly get closer and closer to me and as it got nearly all the way up to me the people closest to us or to me were terrified and were, were you know freaking out that this was happening and in the dream in in result of them freaking out I turned to them and just told them just not to worry about it because we're in a dream and as soon as I said that everybody became unfrozen and we all like got up and like walked to the next part of the dream and I forgot what we did at that point of the dream but it was like everybody was dying <laughs> freaking out <laughs> so oh my god just, <clears throat> you saved everybody <laughs> yeah just like hey we're just dreaming yeah. don't worry about dying it's like oh we're not dead just kidding I guess <laughs> yeah that's really interesting um yeah, again, you know, I, I think that's like a recurring thing that we notice within dreams is that when we're dreaming, we'll be like locked into this illusion. And, and it's like, you know, it's like being in the middle of a movie and you're just like, you're just like, oh my God, this is so real. This is so real. And then someone's just like, cut, you know, like take two action, you know, like adjust that camera, get some more prop explosions going over there. And you're just like, oh, wait. Oh yeah, I forgot. This is a movie. Like this isn't real or something. You know, so it's the same sort of metaphor. It's just like, oh yeah, this is a dream. And then doing that, it like not only sparks your awareness, but like the dream characters, which are an extension of you, respond to that as well. So it makes sense what you just said as like a good example of the idea of like how like awakening within a dream um, at some point can sort of like completely like dissolve the the illusion of the story in that mode. Um, and, and then again, it almost like brings it into you. It's just like it's just like okay, so it's just like so what do you want to do then, you know, because it's just like this was coming through you, but then suddenly you have the opportunity to like be the director in that moment, and sometimes if you don't know what to do, people just like stand around there like waiting for instructions, or, or you know, like you said, just like move on to something else, so um, yeah, again, I think uh, Nick, I think that's like a really cool and, and humorous example of just like the, the, the way how the dream space works, and just reminding all of us to just sort of like check in with like, you know, like there's almost a parallel to that between like this reality, the dream space reality and this reality, you know, like it's just like this idea of like not not getting too far into this, but you know, like people are just like so like so like connected with this this physical dimension and and they're just like they're they're just like so intimately like holding on to it and they're just like yes like this is it this is it this is it and then like a time comes where you know i was going to say they die but maybe it's like doing like psychedelics or something like that and suddenly it's just like they like let go and they're just like oh shit you know like why was i holding on to that so tight or something like that like was that really important or whatever you know like what is important and then it just sort of like dissolves some of those illusions that ultimately were in some ways, creating for ourselves. Um, but again, those are just some thoughts. I'm trying to put those into Speaking words. Speaking of psychedelics, why, go, why are go they ahead. taboo? What's that? Speaking of psychedelics, why are they so taboo and why are they so frowned upon this day and age, even though they're being more and more used every single day? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question, and 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 definitely um, we have talked about psychedelics uh, on numerous occasions within this broadcast, previous broadcast, because again, you know, like uh, just for people tuning in at this point, you know, there's that from what I feel, a very important dot to connect between the experiences of psychedelics, dreaming, and even life beyond death in, in that sense. Um, but yeah, like definitely, I mean, the, there's many answers to that question, but you're right. Like, is it, is it in some way because, like, people don't want 
other people to be like awakening to other aspects of this reality or is it just consciousness sort of like playing out this story in which if they were completely acceptable then like it would completely change everything and, and we're just not at that point yet but maybe we are moving back into the point where they are becoming more common they are becoming more accepted and and I feel that is the case is, is that like if they were completely like accessible and legal and everything, I feel like we wouldn't we we would in some ways like lose control of um like the 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 intention of like respecting them or something like that. So like to be honest, I'm glad that they're illegal, um just because it's something that like it, it, it's it, it's it the conversation is is so serious. It it requires, from my opinion, so much like respect that it needs to be like slowly approached. And since they've been illegal, it's allowing that conversation to slowly emerge. But obviously, we're seeing you know with things like maps and multi-disciplinary uh, association uh, of psychedelic studies is beginning all is is doing lots and lots of research about how psychedelics are helping heal people and um, definitely expanding consciousness in that way. Um, at least those are my thoughts. Uh, if anybody, I mean, we, we, we can talk a little bit about that, but let's keep going with the dream things. But yeah, uh, where listen? Did you want to jump back in? Go ahead. Uh, of course, you're saying respecting, and I'm sure that goes hand in hand with abuse. And yeah. I smoke a lot of pot. I live in Colorado, for gosh sakes, but I feel like there's certain chemicals that are looked upon as I don't even know. I don't even, I don't want to advocate anything. I don't I just wanted to see your opinion on mm. psychedelics because I kind of have a weird issue with myself. I have scoliosis and I when I try to meditate, it could just be an excuse. I need to work out more, but the point is I've had a different experience with altered states of mind and psychonautics. Uh, some would call them not very virtuous, but with what I've seen and experienced, I think it's rather important, but it's not for everyone, and like I said, I'm not condoning the use of anything. I am condoning, however, exploring your mind and not just closing it off and throwing it in the trash and just thinking it's bad. It's, it, that's that's just, just confinement. It's no, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, yeah. yeah, that's. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think. I think what you say there is important because you know, like as a society, as a culture, um, I think. I think it, it brings into this idea of like, are we, are we like being fearful of psychedelics or are we just being reserved? And it seems that in some cases, you know, it's this fear-based idea, and, and we're creating like, you know, like. Like I, you know, we're creating like propaganda as to like, you know, telling people like we're literally lying to them and saying, you know, it's just like, oh, this is like stuff that will like just like mess you up and everything like that. But at the same time, if it's not approached in a way um, that, if it's approached in, in like a, a certain like scenario, then it, it can be very harmful. And 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 these things like do have the potential to be dangerous because you know like you're working with a very delicate thing, and that thing is the mind. And for some people, like you know, like it can be very traumatizing for them to to go into an experience like that and not have the education and the support ahead of time. So I mean, again, you know, like I think it's good that psychedelics are illegal. Um, just in the sense that, like, it's allowing us to sort of reflect more on, like, okay, if we do want to make them legal, how are we going to do it, you know? And, like, let's do it in a way that's going to be, like, really, 
like appropriate and safe uh, as well. Because I mean, ultimately, like I would I would hate to see a reality where it's just like earlier today mushrooms were legalized, and then a week later it's just like people getting hurt and stuff like that. You know, like it's so yeah. Um, thing going slow. Safe and slow, safe and slow, and I feel like that's what consciousness is doing in in a sense. You know, so kind it's of got orange written all over it. Yeah. Hey man, I um Kyle, go ahead. An idea here that I've been, I wanted it. to bring up last time too, but um I don't know. I just never got around to doing it. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say, man, check this out. You know, I sometimes I have a hard time. Like I don't think I have a hard time dreaming. Because I have a good time dreaming. It's just the recall. Some of it, dude, some of it is, um, and for others out there that sort of have trouble recalling their dreams in the morning, but, like, you know that spot where you're like, oh, I know I dreamt. Like, I know I had a dream and that it was kind of intense. And then just moments later, it's like, boop, it just flutters away in the wind, like, you know, like trying to catch smoke. You're like, ah, ah. No, you know, and um, one thing is that like sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, I'll wake up and I'll be like, um, I think some of this might be like army, residual army stuff, but for me, like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, the first thing I think is, what am I doing? All right, I gotta work out. I gotta go to work at four. I've gotta go to work at four. I should get there early. I gotta be there a little bit early. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, wait. What was I just doing? I was just wait, what was that place? Who were those people? Who was that girl, you know? Like, you have to start, instead of waking up and being like, okay, let me jump into all the the schematics of the day. What do I have to do? Like, and, and, and trying to, like, instead of doing that, being like, all right, let me take a second and just be clear and calm. Sometimes it's hard to be clear and calm in the morning, I guess. You know, I don't know. You know, like I said, something like maybe that's like residual army stuff for me or something, but <clears throat> something, you know. But being trying to wake up and then just like breathing and then like thinking about nothing and trying to stay in that space of lucidity. I think I just figured something out, Brendan, actually, in my head. Maybe it's also that I get so focused on trying to do tasks and things during the day, and I lose, sometimes I lose sight of being in the moment and being present, you know? So maybe that might have something to do with it because I, I try and focus so hard on, like, what's the next article I'm going to write? I wonder how people are reacting to what I have written. How is that helping change people's lives? You know, am I doing a good job? Am I doing that? You know, I get so wrapped up in my head that way. But and it's like... Check your microphone, Kyle. You're kind of turning. It's away. like, okay, it's like um, I don't really think about the dream world that much. But another aspect I wanted to bring up on that same note, um, some of that overthinking causes severe daydreaming, and that's something that we don't talk about a lot is daydreaming. Like some people out there who may not have avid night dreams could be very super avid daydreamers, like me. I know in the dreaming of night and dreaming day, blah, 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 remembering it, but daydream, if you daydream a lot like me, I will go on crazy tangents and I will create create all these crazy scenarios and then like, 
there'll be some bad guys coming in, and then I gotta do some superhero stuff, and then I end up like flying around in the Matrix, and I'm like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We don't actually want those people to start running through the house. You know what I mean? So you're like, don't think those thoughts. But um, I don't know. Does anybody else out there um, daydream like that? And can anyone else relate to the busy-minded um, set, like waking up and starting to think about other things instead of relaxing and just being like, hmm, it's morning time. That was a really good spot to be in. Some, more, some mornings that's easy to do, but other mornings, you know, it could be hard or difficult for people to be like, to just sit there and be in their mindset and try and remember dreams. That also relates back down to swings, but does anybody else out there like feel the same way about any of those topics? Anybody, anybody wants to jump in? I don't want to take all the first jumps, so anybody else want to jump in on that, feel free. As I said, the worm worm sort of raised his hand or whatever. Worm worm? Worm 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 worm? Worm worm worm. Uh, I daydream a lot, but I just think it's thinking about a lot. I kind of get yeah, distracted. I know, but don't you see, like, I think about a lot, too, but that thinking about a lot usually ends up, I usually end up in the crazy spot in my mind where I'm like, whoa, how did I get here? You know, and, like, that will actually, like, evolve into another portion of something. Yeah, I, I get in situations like that, but the ones that happened like when I can almost think about something that's gonna happen or I'm I know to make the right choice and then I get to like a dream world like in the real life. Like I'll be like by a waterfall by people I never met before, you know, like chilling out, having a good time and it's just like, whoa, that was only because, you know, I I listened to one intuition and it was like a crazy thought, you know? Yeah. Now I've had that experience too where you actually sort of meant reality a little bit by daydreaming and creating new concepts in your mind through daydreaming and then you're like I think that's kind of how that's kind of what led me to go to Main Street those couple of days I got an intuition I was dreaming you know I was like my I was like walking around Main Street and my mission was to hack the matrix and somehow silently spread the love or whatever you know, silently waking people up and just walk around and get comfortable. And, like, because I had a couple of them, a daydream, I woke up with an intuition and I just thought about it for a while and I was like, I had this idea in my mind that, you know, as I daydreamed about it, what I went and actually did was a little different, but still, I went and I meditated. I actually went to, I actually went to the University of Delaware campus and I just found a bench on campus and sat down and wrote in my journal for a little bit and propped up and meditated and just focused on frequency and vibration of love and trying to radiate and permanently that outwards. So I did. And like love and awakening vibration high frequency. And then that evolved into eventually visualizing and reaching all the way out to like the furthest, furthest reaches of campus, the furthest reaches of Main Street, and taking that whole entire environment, just me, and everyone inside of it, you know, just me sitting there, and 
cranking the vice, lowering the gain, increasing the clarity, turning this knob and turning that knob and equalizing everything out. It's like, <laughs> just like made a new frequency there and brought everything up. So, and like I think that that's what I did. That's what eventually led me to Main Street to doing those things. <clears throat> and you know, also, and, and those ideas stemmed from the last dream class where I wanted to go get those cards. And I was like, well, I'll go to Main Street because they have the co-op. And then that turned into maybe I shouldn't. Eventually, later on, that was like, okay, maybe I want to go to a coffee shop with the Wi-Fi and just sit and drink some coffee and write on my laptop, you know, just write and write and write, do all these other things. You know, that's what that ended up being. And that's what, I don't know, that's just sort of where my venture split off and took me to. Um, I'm just going to, thanks, Kyle. Uh, Jam, uh, implying Jamal, Jamal, John, Jam, I probably pronounced your name wrong. Um, <laughs> go ahead, dude, jump in. Um, I think he had something to say in reply, in reply to earlier. Just yeah, we so, can't uh, hear you, man, if your microphone is, it lo this looks unmuted. I know, he's just laggy, so it's going to take him a second to catch up to our future. Oh, no. Yeah, we can't no, hear we you can't right now. We can't hear you, man. You might need to try yeah, fixing yeah, your, you mic. your microphone. Try doing the yeah. unplug replug. I was just gonna say real quick, you know, like it, it, when when the day comes uh, in a parallel reality, if I get to like create a society from scratch or something like that, I would love to like make a rule of like when people wake up, they like have to have at least like an hour to just like chill out and and do like whatever they need to do without having to feel rushed and encouraging them to like get into that space where they can like relax and remember their dreams. And another thing that I just wanted to say real quick is that within my own practice, one thing that I've been noticing is that if I wake up in the morning of like early, maybe around like six or seven and I like do a bunch of stuff I need to do and then I go back to sleep at like nine AM for like an hour, when I go back to sleep, that nap, that sleep then is like really potently potential for like visceral experiences and lucid dreaming like the other day when I was doing it I was like able to like notice the sensations in my body as like as I was like feeling the sort of lifting in my chest of like my like astral body sort of like leaving leaving my physical body and and like and, and that's when I had like a, a vivid a, a not super vivid but a moment of lucidity um, within like a dream so I mean those like waking up in the morning and then like going back and taking a nap earlier in the morning still is a definite P potential for like getting into that dream space again. Um, implying, did you want to go ahead try again? Dude, no, we can't hear you, um, which is unusual because you totally had it working before. Yeah. And uh, we'll just let you jump in there. Yeah, go ahead, l try again. Um, once you, if you need to like leave and come back, that's not a problem. Um, but yeah, you know, like again, like daydreaming. What is daydreaming? Uh, daydreaming is using your imagination, and and I think like that's like such an important thing. And and you're right, Kyle. Like I think it is something that like more people should do. More people should practice doing that because like, <laughs> it's funny to think about the idea that like, 
daydreaming is such a valuable thing because again it's like flexing your imagination you know I encourage people to do that just like in the day if they're sitting on the bus practice visualizing something as richly as possible visualize not just like the concept but visualize like your presence in that space kinda like what we do through the guided meditations you know like imagine like the sensations of like the air and the texture um, but again you know like when you get into a lucid state and say suddenly you're just like in a place where it's just like, okay, you have lucidity, what do you want to do? For someone who may not avidly practice their imagination, it wouldn't be uncommon for them to just be like, uh, crap, I don't know, right? Whereas like say someone who spends a lot of time daydreaming would be like, be like, dragons, give me freaking dragons, man, right now, let's do this, let's do this, woo, 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 and then it's just like, boom, and they're just like riding that imagination train, you know, straight to imagination land. And so, I mean, it's just like, use your imagination in the day so that when the time comes, when you're like in that lucid state, you'll be ready and you'll have like that reflex engaged. So, I mean, I'm practicing you using your imagination. Again, the nation of the magi, the imagination, yeah. is something that you can do within your, your waking state. Yes, we can hear you now. So, uh, go, go ahead, dude, jump back in. And, uh, really? You, yeah, whatever. Okay, is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's it's loud. Can you hear me now? We can totally hear you. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So back to what Kyle was saying earlier. <laughs> back to what Kyle was saying earlier about the whole daydreaming thing and like kind of interconnecting your consciousness within daydreaming. Sometimes I find myself walking about, you know, doing my own tasks or whatever, and then kind of going into this daydream mode where I'm like tapping into my unconscious mind, so to speak, while still adhering to a conscious, like, system of language. And I'll do this and interact with other people while also being aware that they're also kind of in this in-between world of, like, conscious mind and unconscious behaviors, because, like, really what our unconscious behaviors are are what we create consciously, kind of recycling itself to say, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. And so realizing that I kind of create in my own mind space, in my unconscious mind space, a world where I'm able to interact with other people's unconscious mind space through my conscious actions and kind of bridging the gap between the unconscious and unconscious world between both of us. And pretty bizarrely, that's you know where the whole synchronicity thing comes from. A lot of synchronicities line up when I start to you know be in that sort of state of mind. So I think we are definitely, definitely daydreamers and like it's like we're constantly in the dream world while still being here. It's like we're we have multiple beings across all these different dimensions and we're just like spread across this vast, vast network of information and beings and consciousness and energy and all sorts of crazy, magical, wonderful things in our day-to-day -day lives, so yeah. I actually have a comment on this daydreaming concept. Keyblade, welcome to Dream Class. Go ahead, go ahead, man, jump right in. Yeah, I was just watching. I just wanted to say something. I've been, like, doing astral projection stuff. Well, I've been, like, looking it up and, like, doing stuff like that. But I only get the vibrations when I'm daydream daydreaming. Like, when I'm laying in bed. Like, as soon as I start daydreaming and, like, not thinking about, like, actually trying to astral project, like, I'll catch myself daydreaming, and then I'll catch the vibrations. But then as soon as I realize it, then it goes away. Like, I've only had, like, two, like, astral projections where I've, like, gotten out of my body, and, like, it's only been that, like, after I get through that. But it's only, like, when I'm daydreaming. I don't know why. Any comments on that? Anybody else feel that way? 
So, like, when you're saying daydreaming, like, do you literally mean, like, taking a nap during the day, or... No, like, just when like... I'm falling asleep, like, when I go to sleep at night, I'll just, like, lay there and, like, try and keep still, and then I'll end up daydreaming or, like, just doing, I don't know, just thinking in my head about something, and, like, it inspires into something, like, like a dream, but it, I'm not dreaming yet, and then I'll end up having... Have you ever heard of the concept of gnosis? No, what is that? I'll look it up. It is a lot like putting oneself in a kind of in-between state of being awake and asleep and kind of like consciously, you know, doing things from there. It sounds a lot, a lot like what you're speaking about, actually. Yeah, I've just, I've never had like the worst to search it up. I don't know like what to do. Cause th yeah. That's the only time I get vibrations and like that's, it's just weird. I can't like force it. It just like happens. Yeah. Um, that's pretty similar to like what I was noticing when I was talking about um, falling asleep when I would like wake up at like 7 a.m. and then do stuff and then go back to sleep at like 9 a.m. Um, because again, you know, my body's awake, so I'm like consciously able to like observe all of these like sensations happening with my body that is going on. And and you know, and some people who may not be familiar with it, like it may be sort of like kind of like really weird because you're, you're just like feeling um, and, and then I was like even able to notice like a sort of like a, a paralysis in my body but again I wasn't scared I was just like oh I can't move my legs right now how cool you know so I was just sort of like observing all these moments um, and and so I mean yeah like um, it's it's that's a part of the process of like doing the dream practice is to just like understand like these sort of um, natural things that happen to the body as we begin to transition from waking state to sleeping state and part of it is like subtle vibrations within like what feel like vibrations or electrical sensations or shifting within the chest and, and sometimes even like sort of like a sensation of like falling backwards into our bed sort of thing and again like the sleep like the physical body paralysis like these are all sort of like aspects of like your body falling asleep but your mind staying awake and then you begin to transition um, one thing I do just want to say is it's not it's just like related to this as I've been sort of like again working towards putting my attention towards this dream practice what I've actually been able to really notice it well sort of in this state of like falling asleep and just relaxing on my bed or like even just like you know kind of doing it from like a meditative place is really being able to listen to the thoughts that come into my head and, and really being able to observe them and almost like listening to them as if I'm like listening to like a radio station. And so I mean like I'm, I'm like sitting there you know and, I, and I'm, not, I'm trying to not necessarily like control my thoughts but allow, to my, my, allow myself to just be present to what's coming through. And then I'm like hearing certain ideas come through and I'm just like oh that's interesting you know and then like because again you know it's just like that, that subtle difference between projected thoughts and received thoughts which I feel is just like a, an important thing that relates back into meditation in general. Um, but yeah it's just something that I was able to notice that like as I've been putting more attention to my dream exploration process I've, I'm able to like more actively be able to listen to the information coming through me as I'm in that state, as I'm falling asleep, um, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, if anybody has a comment on that. Um, and, and just uh, going back to uh, just one second, and I was just going to say, uh, uh, Jamal, when, when you were saying earlier, um, when you were using the term gnosis uh, related to like that particular state, 
Um, uh, I'm not exactly clear what you're referring to, uh, or I just forget it in this second, but I know what you said. Um, gnosis to me, uh, again, the word gnosis means knowledge through experience, and, and Gnosticism is very well known for talking about the esoteric sciences related to lucid dreaming and astral projection. Um, and there's uh, some books that I have related to that, and there's a PDF that I have. If people want a interesting PDF, um, double check with me because I do have a version of it, but you'll just have to send me a private message, but it's all about like again, like the the science behind the lucid dreaming practice and, and Gnosticism is like a, 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 an esoteric it, it, it's like not just like one group, it's like sort of like an approach to being able to direct knowledge through experience and a big part of it definitely does focus on like the lucid dreaming astral projection. Um, but Jamal, maybe you had something um, that you picked up from a source in particular that referenced Gnosis differently. So not to say what you said was wrong either, but um, just sharing my interpretation of what Gnosticism is, because that was like one of the, my introductions to lucid dreaming was through like the Gnostic Association, um, which talks a lot about lucid dreaming and astral projection and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically just exactly that, what I was saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Gnosticism is sort of like the, 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 the encompassing study opposed to like one particular aspect of it. But yes, it does include like aspects of like studying dreaming and lucid dreaming and natural projection. But it, it, Gnosticism gets into a lot of stuff. Um, Gnosticism in itself, yeah. <laughs> like as, as a, it, what's interesting about Gnosticism, if people start looking it up, is that it really takes like all these different ideas from various cultures and various religions, and it looks for the commonality and it looks for like the consistency, and it really connects the dots in that way. Um, I have some old presentations from Gnosticism, Gnostic London, that I may actually re-upload in the future that get into some really deep stuff uh, as well. It gets really into like the psychology of the mind and everything as well. Um, but yeah, um, Keyblade, uh, just passing it back to you, um, if you had anything you want to share, or actually, uh, does Kai, I'm not, okay, we'll just kind of open things up here. Um, I'm not sure if Kai had something to say, um, if you were raising your hand, Kai, but I know we haven't heard from you too much, but if anybody else wanted to jump in, or, okay, just, uh, between Jamal and, and uh, Kai, is that, I'm not sure if you want to say something, but if you do, um, but yeah, okay. Let, let's um, I'm just trying to. Think. Just testing my audio. Can you can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. So yeah, did you want to jump in? Is it possible? It sounds okay. Okay, good. <clears throat> Your bandwidth is holding up, so. Yeah, my bandwidth doesn't kill me because I think the video is gonna freeze right now. Yeah, yeah. Like it, the video is choppy. The audio is a little bit choppy. Um, yeah, if you, you want to turn off me? the video. Because because my video was choppy. Yeah, that's a, that does make a difference. So go go for it, dude. Okay, great. So uh, awesome. I was able to pop in and out based on the conversations you guys have been having, and I and I, I love this intention that you've created, Brandon. Just with dreams and stuff. Uh, a bit about me. Uh, I lucid dream pretty much all the time. Um, working on how to. Like uh, consciously astral project. That's that's one of my goals now. Um, and it's interesting you're talking about gnosis because I started researching about them. <laughs> and uh, to touch back on what you guys were saying before, I think Bruce was talking about it. Just uh, or maybe Kyle too. Just how if what if people could just focus on. 
If everyone in the world could like, focus be like, on think, thinking one thought at the same time. Yeah, on that. So um, it, it's kind of interesting because we're on the topic of dreams and we're all connected, whether we know it consciously or not. We're connected subconsciously. So dreams actually connect us. So now that I was thinking about if we were all dreaming at the same time, what would that be like? So what if we could all cause, cause sort of lucid dream at the same time? Exactly. Dream state do the same thing. <laughs> so what's, what's interesting is um, dreaming, I go to the school of metaphysics and we practice like, like applied metaphysics there and, and, part of, and dream interpretation is one of it. So if you're thinking about holding an intention, that takes, your, that takes conscious effort. Remembering a dream takes conscious effort. Dreaming is an autonomic function of the subconscious, as far as I understand it. So, so dreaming basically takes no effort. Maintaining a certain intention takes willpower, and not everyone's willpower is built up, and it, it takes a lot of effort. And uh, I commend you, Brian, um, Brandon, for doing the, like you said, like you're, you're cultivating your sexual energy and, and stuff, and that takes a lot of willpower. And I'm actually experimenting and stuff like that. It's like ancient Egyptian like methods, which which uh. Which, which it's not, it's not that it's hidden. It's just not easy to access the information. It's not readily available. But there's the universal truth: seek and you shall find. And I've just been exploring and finding so much information. It's, it's, it's ridiculous how much information is out there if you actually look for it. But if you tell people to look for it, they're not going to look for it. So that brings me down to um, the key thing in dream interpretation. As a school of metaphysics, we practice dream interpretation as a responsibility. So it's a soul giving us a message. And it's by interpreting the dream and seeing how it applies to our life that we're actually listening and communicating with our subconscious. It's one way we're communicating. It's like a way that everyone has, if you remember your dreams, to be able to communicate. So it really is taking responsibility. So Imagine if everyone remembered the dreams and actually was participating in dream interpretation and saw how they were, like how their dreams were impacting their real lives. That would really change the world. But that takes, I think that take, that's going to take a lot of effort because a lot of people that I've encountered, they, they don't see a purpose in their dreams still. <coughs> like nightmares are supposed to be, it's supposed to be guidance in saying that you're pretty much going off your purpose. So just to get back on track, but most people just, they don't even listen to their nightmares or their dreams. They just decide to take sleeping pills and sleep through it, and their body is slowly but gradually just breaking down. Um, one of the things that I wanted to discuss is how can we be more creative in terms of opening up the general public just to be interested in topics, in discussing topics like this, like dreams, because right now, us just being together, holding this intention, because this, this takes willpower. You know, we're up at night, we have shit to do, but we're here talking about dreams, which is awesome, but how can we get people to do that in, like, natural conversation? Um, yeah, uh, do you want to... 
is it Jai? Kai? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's Jai. It's Jai. Cool, Call me cool, Jai. Man. Sweet, man. Well, w- welcome back. I didn't realize it was you until we started talking, but yeah, it's good to see you back in the class again. And um, yeah, I mean, re- related to that topic, like that's actually something that I'm super interested about, right? Like, is how can we use things like media to bring conscious ideas into the mainstream? You know, like literally, like almost like you're like carrying ideas in like a pail of water and we're like slowly pouring it into the mainstream which is like you know literally a visualization of water and then it's like sort of like flowing into this ocean where it becomes everywhere it's not just like centralized into like one part of the river anymore it suddenly becomes like spread out throughout the entire body of water um again just as a sort of metaphor but yeah like what i feel is like the way how you do it is um through like uh, sometimes you do it without them even knowing that you're doing it um, and that's where it gets into this idea of sort of like ninja tactics of like being able to like spread conscious seeds. Um, and then I'll just like share my own experience. But I mean, like, yeah, like conscious media is the way how I feel is going to ha- make it happen. And we were talking about this earlier, how the like the new Doctor Strange movie that's going to be coming out is going to teach a lot of people. Uh, it's going to make metaphysics cool. Like it's like that, that. That's like a way to do it. It's just be like, be like, if you can like, if you can like, sort of like embody a presence that other people see as like being like cool without coming off as arrogant because it's rather just like confidence. And then like that sort of like rubs off on them. Then they'll be like, damn, you know, like what's up with Joey, man? Like that guy's like so chill. It'd be like, yo, man, that's because he's like studying dreams all day and stuff like that. I'd be like, damn, man, like I want to be like that guy, right? So it's like it's not even like you have to like tell them. Uh, they, they just sort of like naturally will attract to your vibe. Um, and again, you know, just my example is uh, you, many of you guys are familiar with the Journey to Lucidity movies that we have online that I, the, the saga that I'm making, which is, again, you know, it takes place in a dream. It takes place at a festival, but it's very much related to the dream aspects. It's, it's like a, it's kind of like waking life in a real world festival. And so, I mean, that in itself was like a movie, you know, I wanted to do that. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make a cool documentary about a festival, but I'm going to weave in these ideas of dreaming into it so that people are going to watch this documentary without necessarily needing to be interested in dreams and by the time they get to the end of the documentary they're going to learn something about dreaming so it's kind of like inviting them to show up for something and then like within that you just kind of like add in these extra tidbits of information Um, so it's again sort of like these like ninja tactics and I mean for me again when I made that part of my intention was to like submit that to film festivals and to like get that online and to use that as a vehicle. So it's like, how do we make vehicles for for this information? You know, it's, it's sometimes it's again, you know, it's, it's almost like sometimes it can be like a Trojan horse or something like that. You know, and I mean, like to be honest, like that's something that I'm still working on, and it's still something that I'm going to be approaching. It's like, how do we make Obviously, the internet is a big way to reach people instantaneously. How do we make cool media that can potentially go viral and relate to themes associated with consciousness and conscious expansion and dreaming and everything like that? So, um, yeah, we're doing it. Like, we are doing it. Like, it it is already happening, totally. And, I mean, like, even a podcast like this is, is a way how we're doing it. So, I mean, art is how we do it like straight up like art or like one way of how we do it and then again just by like leading by example and those like little conversations um and and yeah no it's it's definitely like it's if it if it ever feels forced then just like sort of step back and reevaluate your tactics cuz like it, it's it's and and like the beauty with lucid dreaming is that like for me 
everybody can be interested in dreaming and lucid dreaming because everybody dreams. And it, it is such a great topic to be able to get more people interested in the metaphysical aspects of this reality. Because you can just say to them, you know, be like, have you ever heard of lucid dreaming? You know, like literally that question in itself. If they say yes, you got a conversation. If they say no, you got a conversation, right? Because like it's 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 an interesting thing and, and people are just like, whoa, you know, like why didn't I learn about this in school? So like you can sort of be like that bridge. Um, so I mean, even the concept of being a bridge is a really empowering and potent theme that's going to be coming up within the future of this project and society. Is like, how do we be a bridge between higher conscious ideas and mainstream culture? That is our role for for some of us to intentionally be that bridge and obviously to meditate on that question. And it will continue to happen. But yeah, leading leading by example um, is definitely definitely a big part of it. Um, Jai, passing it back over to you if that. I mean, and anybody else, if they want to brainstorm around that, but, yeah. Um, Jai, did you want to jump back in? Yeah, uh, great, great points that you made. Um, yeah, uh, my whole goal here is just to show the most liberated lifestyle, and that's what I'm trying to, I'm doing as the metaphysical adventurer. Uh, I've kind of become like a missionary of metaphysics, and when you say lead by example, it's just purely living on like the universal laws, universal truths that are presented to us that um, are, are kind of ideals that say people want to live by, but they don't really test it out because they're waiting for the next thing or waiting for enough security to, for moving forward. And uh, I'm speaking this, I'm saying this from experience. Uh, you can totally live the way you want, and there are people living the way you want too. So this goes back to seeking you shall find. Um, if you want to find people who are interested in what you're interested, if you look hard enough, you'll find it. And they could be as close as like right in your neighborhood. So I, I've become just just uh, pretty like this experience has been very humbling and also very empowering. And and, and I, I think one of that is just discovering. You know what you're doing here, Brandon. Um, I've also discovered uh, another place, uh, purposeful sources, where you can get information because not all the information you can find there is actually verified. So you got to be very careful, especially you know the internet is a place where you can receive a lot of information. You can create information, but you have to know that these this information is is coming from verifiable sources. Uh, another source where I've gotten some really good information is SecretEnergy.com. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised, like what Brandon says, if you talk with common people about even you know dreams, astrology, or metaphysics, how much do they know about it? Like I've been fascinating. I've I've been talking to like like the postman, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a Taurus with a a Capricorn moon, and I'm like, when did you know this? How did you know this? And it comes into like a beautiful conversation, but. I've come to find out this is the stuff that people really want to talk about. And this is something that's really deep. It's like an inner urge. It's, it's your soul wanting to connect in, in a, in a non-physical way. Because that's really what love is. It's non-physical. It's just it, it's connection. It's, it's just energy that's meant to be shared. And I think finding these creative ways in, I don't want to say like breaking down someone's shield because there's a lot of people who are just uh, skeptical. But just 
just inspiring their creativity. You know, just just doing something that is going to get them thinking. Hey, ah, uh, this is actually pretty cool. I think that's 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 where we should approach. And I like what you said. It's a Trojan horse, but it's like sort of, uh, when you say it's a Trojan horse, that image is like the Trojan horse. The whole point there for the Trojan horse was to like to conquer the Romans or something. I mean, I, I forgot the entire story, but uh, it's just just cleverly getting in there by approaching their creativity and imagination because that's what dreams really do. It activates our creativity and imagination. So that's what I have to say. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to jump in? Um, feel free. Um, I mean, we can definitely... Uh, there's there's a few other topics that we still got time to branch off into, but... Um, yeah, man, I want to get at the... Uh, the What's that, Kyle? So just check your mic. Uh, I want to get with the theorem uh, story of going into Newark and getting the herbs and all the aftermath of that. And uh, I actually just sort of stumbled across in my mind what um, something else I'd like to sort of explain more in depth of what the idea of the shift was before in my mind before I got in contact with you and all this, but it's more or less the quote-unquote gift or ability or whatever you want to call it, that it is. Um, with the uh, herbs going down to Newark, though. Um, <clears throat> so we had that um, huge conversation about it. We were talking about the different chemicals and certain things like catnip and other herbs like that, like passion flower and valerian root and um, all these other different herbs that would help you lucid dream and get into that mindset and um, really be there in your dream. And um, with, with some of these chemicals that are in the plant and what they do in your body and what, how they're broken down and then when you're sleeping, what do these chemicals that are now broken down and implemented as um, hydroxytryptamines? Because that's kind of what the main thing that our brains operate on are 5-HTPs. And um, those are hydroxytryptamines. That's kind of like what makes our brain work, ping and fire, stuff like that. Um, so when these herbs are inside your body and then they're broken down, they do different things and they create these chemicals that are sort of similar to psychedelic chemicals but are off by a little bit or whatever. And you're in the dream world and, you know, this is kind of like fueling your connection there, fuels your connection to there or whatever. And then this kind of like, let me see if I can loop this around in my mind. It's easier to do it when I'm writing. I'm sure I can do it now. Um, so when you're... <clears throat> in the dream world, and then these chemicals are implementing their, I guess, their code, whatever, you know, it's like putting things into, into a command prompt, it's like just adding more different commands, stronger commands, more direct commands, to get to where you want to establish more connection points, essentially, to uh, they, they establish a bridge, a stronger bridge volume. So, <clears throat> that brings you into this area. And I, I had some good success with that. I ended up 
having some really crazy, super vivid dreams. And I guess I don't really know, like, what you guys would consider the difference between vivid and lucid is. I mean, vivid to me is, like, walking around and I'm there in the, uh, in the, the, the place, um, wherever it is that you end up, you know, being in. Um, sorry, this kind of got a track first. Um, so I was in these, I was in this, I was in this, the, these areas in my mind, um, and it, it was, it was very, it was just so, Oh, did we just lose Kyle's mic? Yeah. My bad. It's I don't like know what Okay. Yeah, my okay. bad. Go ahead. Kyle, Kyle, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, after this, we'll um, throw it off to Breezy, because I know Breezy's got to head out in a minute, but go ahead, Kyle. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Someone was you know, just walking around, you know, I'm in these, this area where, where there's these shops, like a shopping mall, and then I got this, this sense of, like, all right, now I'm about to move in and I'm going to be there, I'm going to exist for a little while. Um, and that kind of relates back to what the shift is in my mind from when I was like in high school and figured all this out. Um, moving into the you that exists in another place in your mind, those are subconscious realms, so it's like if you could imagine it mapped out, it's like we have here places, like main, mainline, um, low vibration, low enough compressed, and it's not low vibration, but it's compressed vibration. And then when you compress vibration and energy, it, it's vibration, it's, it, it slows down a little bit. Um, and that creates matter. Um, so we're, <clears throat> you have a main bar, and then you have, like, several other places. You have, like, divine and gods and goddesses. And then you have um, just an infinite number of realities completely adjacent to us in all directions in a 4D plus 4D minus environment. And now, not to say that there isn't 5D and excessively more than that dimensions of environments, but we're talking about painted on a 3D canvas from a fourth dimensional aspect, creating the realities that we can move around to. Shifting is moving 40 plus 40 minus on a canvas, a four-dimensional canvas, and on that four-dimensional canvas is painted three-dimensional realities. That is us that we exist in right now. And so as far as we know it, we can only see one reality, the one that we are in, one three-dimensional environment. But in reality, they're an adjacent. There's an infinite number of realities adjacent to us in all directions. Moving in a fourth dimension is moving across. We can go up, down, left, right, forward, back. Um, but we cannot, you know, like physically go across. We can only energetically and metaphysically go across. And when we do that, we actually establish link and connection with another version of you another physical body, you, and the further you get away from your starting point, things start to get really, really weird, very, very strange. And then when you move on a subconscious level, it's it's different. So when you're asleep and you're moving on a subconscious level, it's they, they get more fantastic. 
they get more fantasy oriented or fantasy driven with different things and you know just wouldn't at all be physically possible in this reality but when you can train yourself to shift in this reality you can move across to different versions of you across the way and that's a conscious shift or a semi-conscious shift it's being in what implying was saying it's what sparked me to remember like to say all this right now in this moment um, it's a it's a stasis of not being asleep but not being awake it's a it's a version of in between it's a frequency that's right in the in between you have to catch it when you have to read between the lines when you're moving through that cycle of vibration and you have to catch yourself there and that's almost like a totally like DMT like environment almost I guess not exactly not in the way that you would think it's saying that all right, all right that's not a good metaphor but um, being in that gnosis state is uh, it's very key to moving across but you gotta un you gotta want I don't know it's very crazy because there was always that fear of getting lost and being stuck and then not being able to get back to central point but I know now that's not a thing you always go back to central point because you are central point no matter where you go you want to, you are always there so <laughs> you know that's 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 I don't know that's something that had to be said it's had to have been said right there and that's what makes me realize like again that like in the sleep sleep portion like I am a master of dreams all 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 day long because because of that right there like I just mm -hmm had to remember that I forgot to forget to remember, you know? Remember to uh, remember. Yeah. No, that's that's what I was getting at though. Like moving to different versions of you across the fourth dimensional campus. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> that's um tapping into that stuff. Tap it, it's tapping into you but and then you play out whatever is like needed in that area. It's almost like when you do that, it's like there's a mission to be done. Like if you didn't do it, something totally chaotic would have happened and horrible fucked up shit would have started spewing out all over the place. You know what I mean? Mm. It's one of those things. That's how we saw it. But um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's uh, that real. I mean, it relates to dreams because. In, in order to do that, you have to be in that state of mind. And then, I guess where I'm at now, like I don't really have to like sit down and do that. I can just do it in the middle of a workout, you know. And that's essentially what it is: shifting yourself and your perspective back into that highest affirmation of self-love that you could possibly manifest in that moment mm. and gain the most exponentially great version of you soul being that you could be yeah yeah man like integration between like higher versions of ourself with like this physical form through the amalgamation of the dream space it seems that like the dream space is this place where we can like literally like like download that into our experience so that it can be like incorporated into our awareness of who we are now to be like I am not just like the me here on this physical dimension like I am the That's me my, here who, that who is, is my like daily meditation man. 
all of these magnificent things within the dream space uh, as well. Like we are the totality of our experiences, so much more than we just commonly think we are within this reality too. I like yeah, that man. Well. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. It's just that constant urge to like that. That literally is my daily meditation. Like to become constant. your fuller self. Yeah, to integrate integrate me as you know my highest frequential vibration, my highest mm -hmm. transcendental form possible. And when my my buddy, well, I'll leave a name because I know he probably goes, is the guy that, uh, I don't know, he's the guy that, like, we, it's just it's my best fucking, my best friend, dude. He's awesome. The guy that, you know, we, we went through, like, magic, like integration, like learning all this stuff together, like being like pupils and going through all these different phases of awakening. You know, it was like a simultaneous thing. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Buddy of mine, yeah, he had, uh, we called we called them aliases because I thought I was the only person, but he had it too. It's a version of you that it was just unnamed to us. He told me about, you know, his alias. It was like, you know, it was basically just a depiction of a higher self. Yeah, that's what that you thought of in your in your in your mind, you know, and like it was like this dark, mysterious thing, you know, like mm -hmm. to us. But now it's like, it's like no, you should work to integrate that to you. Like that, that's what mm -hmm. I do. I strive mm -hmm. to integrate my highest version, my highest frequential portion of me. There's yeah. never a stop for the yearning of knowledge, yeah. wisdom, understanding, great being. Totally, man. Cool, man. Yeah, much love, Kyle. Yeah, dude, like, it's it's cool. It's cool, like, even just, like, to be able to see, again, us as mirrors, all of us as mirrors for, like, our collective growth. And, and yeah, like, it's amazing to think that we're already six classes into dream class, which means, you know, that's it's been multiple months now. It's almost three months, and already to be able to, like, see our progress. And, and yeah, like, I, I can see, like, I mean, just, like, the way you're talking about it now is, like, much different from how you might have talked about it, like, three months ago and stuff like that. So, like, it's already happening and things like that. Just, again, like, this integration with more of our higher self. And that actually... um so yeah, Kyle, thanks again, and, and I know there's more to talk on that. I, I just want to be able to pass it off. Um, Brianna is going to be heading out soon, and um, it actually sets me up for something I, I want to be able to share before Brianna heads out, just because I think she would get a kick out of it. Um, it's just a quick story of uh, one of the other dreams that I want to share, um, and it's like kind of like related to it, it's something Kyle said too, but... Um, Brianna, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Say, say anything you need to, and then uh, if you want to stick around, I'll just like share that 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 quick version of the the dream that I was going to share because it's like pretty epic. So, but either way, Brianna, do you want to go go ahead? Uh, yeah, just uh, I guess I'll kind of stick around. But first of all, first of all, oh my gosh, Bren, I haven't seen you in forever, Bren's here. and Hell yeah. like I haven't seen report for you guys right now. So I was like going through my YouTube channel literally yesterday, showing Nick some of my old videos. And we watched two videos of when Bren and I met together at a mall and did an interview series. And so you can look up that interview series on my YouTube channel. 
Brian Bren questions. And, but, like, it's so crazy. Literally, I haven't seen you since then, you know? And, like, all the things like, pop up. That's so crazy. <laughs> Yeah, just a little context. Um, Bren, new player who joined the game, uh, she's been involved with the Paradigm Shift community. The last time I think she showed up in the Hangout was probably maybe three years ago, give or take. So welcome back, Bren. It's good to it's good to see you here again. Perfectly hey. timed too, <laughs> according to Brianna's synchronicity. So <laughs> cool. yeah, no, I actually had a weird feeling. I was like, oh, I should get online. Oh, hey, this <laughs> is going on. I should join this. Yeah. Yeah, and I got pretty caught up with college and doing sure. some stuff in Asheville and being involved in the spiritual community there, but yeah. Sweet, sweet. Awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing more about it and catching up as well. So, cool. um, Brianna, did, did, did you want to share anything else or do you want me to share my dream story so that you can get the hell out of here and go to sleep? Oh. <laughs> Was that, um, yeah? Okay. Or, uh, well, I want to listen to your dream story now because you definitely sold me about that. But I guess it's, before I can that, say we'll do. Okay, yes, yeah, share your story, and then we'll do our. Okay, and then I'll I'll pass it back to you. Okay. Um. So again, you know, like when we were talking about like dream stories and stuff like that. Um. Again, you know, like within the past couple of weeks, I've been able to sort of put more intention towards my dreams. Again, you know, I said, like, I've been cultivating my sexual energy. I've been, like, stop using cannabis. And, like, honestly, for me, those two main things, like, that plus that equals the equation for, like, more potential dream experiences, um, as it does for me and as it does for anyone. And I encourage anyone to sort of practice that and experience that for themselves. Um, but, again, you know, when I'm approaching my dream recall, what I really find interesting is that I sometimes feel that there are these dreams that come through myself in the same way they can come through all of us that are that are almost like something that can be very um, more than just about myself. Like, the, the, like knowing that I've created this reality where we have this platform where we're constantly talking and sharing. I feel like sometimes the dream is just like, like delivering the you know the higher consciousness is delivering a dream experience through me to be able to be like, be like here's something to pass on. You know, like here's something to share with with the team. And um, basically, what what I had in my dream, and this goes back to Kyle's story about like integrations of a higher self, and something we've talked about in previous dream classes about like how within dreams we like unlock more courage. We like experience moments of courage and, and leadership and fearlessness. And what I actually had within a dream, this is earlier in the week, um, long story short because there's, there's not too much context for it, but basically within the dream that I was having, um, more or less, like I was literally um, leading like an army. And, and and like like straight up like it was it wasn't a huge army like it was maybe about like 50 people but like it was fucking intense like straight up and like there was like shields involved and stuff like that and there was tactics and everything and there was like another group of like sold and it was, it was almost like like ancient warfare like it wasn't like any guns or anything like that it was like shields and swords and like spears and so like basically like one of the key things that I just remember is that like there was just like this moment where we like flanked the other army and like I was like literally just kind of like giving directions and, and everyone in like formation was kind of like moving in and setting up our shields and just kind of like moving forward and like there were like spears coming at us and we were like deflecting them but for what I noticed in that moment was just like 
as much as it was just like, oh, you know, usually within dreams, it's just like, it's just like, okay, you're in a dream, and sometimes it can be really real, which means you can have a real experience, and sometimes that can be really scary, and sometimes you have like, you know, you get you get freaked out about things, but like within that moment, like maybe it was because you know I've played like so many video games and seen so many movies, but like I was like literally like fearless, and it was so interesting for me to wake up from that and to be like, holy crap, you know, because based on my imagination, like that was a real experience, and like I was like evidently like in front of certain death you know and, and yet like here I was like in this moment and again you know this is like me seeing a, another part of myself which to me is, is something that is very exciting and interesting to talk about because I haven't talked about it too much in this but you know like I feel like many of us have lived um, past experiences of like warriors and, and not just warriors within war but like the warrior archetype and everything and you know maybe this is like evidence of like a, a past life within my own personal experience but it was just something really fascinating to be able to experience like that fearlessness in that moment of me being able to like lead this army yet again you know just like bringing it back to this idea of just like parallels of what we're doing here as a team and, and, and honestly like for me it's just like holy shit you know like I love you guys and and, and like for you for like seriously like if the situation comes up like I would go to war I would go into war with you guys like I would be you know like willing to like step into the place to like lead us on the front lines if no one else was like ready to volunteer and step up and stuff like that you know so like and I already feel like that's what we're doing you know, I feel like we, we, in a lot of ways, like, society is just like, like, oh, don't be different. Like, it's not worth your time. Like, stop, like, trying so hard. Go, like, do, like, eat some Coke, you know, have some Coca-Cola and eat some chips or something like that. Don't waste your time. But, like, meanwhile, here we are, is what we were talking about earlier. Like, we are, like, the vanguards. Like, we are the ambassadors for consciousness. And sometimes that takes courage. And I think for us to be able to, like, step into that fearlessly, like, even to approach that as, like, we're stepping into the, the 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 fields of psychological warfare in a sense, and not to say that it's, it's like a negative or, or or something like that, but it's just like it is calling us to to be able to approach things from like the idea of knowing that like in order to succeed, we have to work together and we have to be fearless and we have to like trust each other and we have to like move into things with intention. And, and so, I mean, within my dream, like as much as that was about like warfare it was about like so much more and it was just like really cool and like even just like talking about it now I'm like kind of like I can like I'm, I'm like kind of like shaking right now I can kind of feel it um so it's just like because it's like bringing me back to that experience and everything so I mean yeah it was a dream but like now that dream is like a real experience for me so I can be like be like yeah like you know like I remember that like I I because because I you know I'll just say this real quick and I'll just pass it over to Bianca somebody asked me this before and I've said it again in previous classes it's just like what makes something real and, and uh, you know, to me, what makes something real is that if there is an experience that you can learn from, that plain and simple, period, is what makes something real. So if you can learn from an experience within a dream, that makes it real because it adds to your character. It adds to the progression of your soul. So you can get real experience within the physical and real experience within the dream spaces and everything like that. So that at least that's just, just one way I think about it. So, I mean, again, you know, like now that I've had that dream, that is like a part of me. Like that is like a part of my experience. I have done that. And and, and that gives me confidence in moving forward, um, knowing that that is like a part of myself that has revealed itself to me as like, again, you know, like like a, a, a leader in the same way that all of us are, are leaders and, and everything. So, I mean, yeah, you know, like I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd go to war with you guys any day. I love you guys. So, 
Anyways, um, much love. I'll pass it, uh, pass it over to Brianna, Light Warriors. Yeah. I'm glad I stuck around to hear your dream because it's really synchronistic in the sense that literally talking about army of like a bunch of warriors of people like trying to create a shift, trying to spread love. Like that's one of my character names is Breezy Spread Love. So like the fact that you had a dream kind of just really roots and grounds in that we're all on the same wavelength and it really just roots it in for me too now. I really do feel like it's important to pay attention to even these tiny minute like alignments between the fact that I've been thinking just recently in the last two days about building an army and then like someone else has this really vivid dream about leading an army so kind of being on that same wavelength but um probably happened at the same time because yeah. it, it was a few days ago so I think both of us were probably picking up on something there Brendan I've had dreams like that before I mean in the past couple of days I've never been able to recall anything like that happened. Yeah, yeah. But I have had very frequent reoccurring dreams throughout my lifetime of that, you know, rallying the truth to get me together for Yeah. Kyle, check your, check your mic, Kyle. <laughs> I got you. I've had dreams about that before of um, throughout my reoccurring dreams throughout my lifetime of that um, rallying the troops, getting ready for the battle, um, getting getting people together, um, just for you know, like there's a spiritual battle going on. We're fighting mm -hmm. it. We're yeah. winning it. And we're still opening up to it. And I mean, this is something that we'll open up into more in the future. But like, yeah, like, whew, stay tuned for the next global meditation. That's all I'll say. Um, I just yeah. want to pass it over to Brianna because um, I know you're about to head out. So, Brianna, any anything else for the shifters listening to this? Um, yeah, just get in touch with me, stay connected, follow my socials for cool updates on consciousness festivals, retreats, events going on in Michigan. I'm a leader for Metro Detroit, Grimpus, and. Livonia, so check out the Facebook pages, and I'll try to link events there that you guys can check out if you're in the area. Um, and I have a twist, but there's things going on where it's going to be really hot spot right now, with Detroit, and there's a revival there, and there's a whole bunch of other cool things surrounding Detroit, and the fact that it's an underground um, spiritual center, plus uh, there's like an article we found related to being a cosmic portal that you guys will have later. Anyways, um, before I talk all of your ears off, I just want to leave you guys with a message. Stay healthy, stay light, and don't give up the fight. Greasy out. Well, <laughs> thanks again, Brianna, Nick. Thank you so much yeah. as well for tuning into this. Um, I know the audio was a bit choppy there for people listening, but long story short, Brianna was just mentioning some of the paradigm shift communities that she's an admin for in the Michigan and uh, Livonia uh, and Detroit area. So again, you can check and connect with those through the main website, through the team map as well, and always inviting people to create paradigm shift communities where they are. Um, and uh, long story short, I'll mention this as we keep going, but we have an admin meeting on Thursday and that's where we talk more about creating physical paradigm shift
communities for those interested. Um, but yes, Brianna and Nick, thank you so much, guys, for, for being here, for, for taking the time, for bringing your presence into the class. And um, we'll uh, see you guys in the dream space. So until next time. Cool, cool. Peace, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Yoda. Um, cool, guys. All right, so uh, let's keep bouncing around here on some topics. Uh, it's about 1.22 on my end, and like I said, we're going to put a cap at this at 2 a.m., which means that we'll wrap up with our closing meditation no later than 1.45, and uh, that gives us about another 20-ish minutes to just be able to bounce some ideas around. So, um, yeah, uh, long story short, I'll just say here just so we can get it out of the way. I did have another lucid dream experience, and that was when I fell asleep. I w Again, when I woke up at like 6 a.m. and then went to sleep at like 9 a.m. And then that for me is like when I sort of had a, a, a fairly mild lucid dream experience and it wasn't anything super vivid, but it did happen. And I, it wasn't anything much. It was like me like trying to jump up over something, but I wasn't able to do it properly. But it was still success and noted in terms of my progress and everything like that. But that was just something I wanted to share just in terms of my own progress. Um, but yeah, let's keep bouncing things around here, guys. Um, maybe we have some questions that we want to ask for the group or if anybody has any other experiences that they want to share. Um, Kyle, I know you were talking about some other like warfare-oriented uh, dreams. Um, if there's anything more that we want to hit upon there, we can. But uh, let's uh, definitely just sort of uh, keep things uh, open for anything else people want to get into it. And I, and I will say, guys, like, you know, like, honest bonus points for you guys for being up. And we have about five viewers tuned in live at this point. Bonus shout out to our five live viewers. Um, yeah, you know, like, I just feel like we're sort of like, we're, we're just like in this like bizarre hour of the night. It's just like, who the hell's up at this hour talking about dreams? And be like, oh, yeah, those crazy shifty kids. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, uh, opening up the mic to anybody who maybe has an idea, uh, a, 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 an idea, or a question that they want to throw out there to to the group or anything that they feel called to share, uh, by all means, go ahead. Hey guys, my name is Sherman. Uh, Sherman's here. After... Sherman, can you step closer to your mic? Just... Hey, is that any better? It's better. Cool, cool. Welcome back, Sherman. Hey guys. Um, I just wanted to ask a quick question. Oh, it, it, it got worse again, I think. Is this any better? Yeah, it is. Just, yeah, just eat your microphone if that's, yeah, that'd be perfect. Gotcha. All right, um, I just wanted to pose a question. I don't know if it's already been posed, but, uh, my initial question was, does anyone have any experience, uh, around the whole, I guess it would be, um, equivalent to the middle or early of the night bathroom break? I've, from what I've gathered and read, and from um, pretty much just what I've collected through my personal journey of study, is that it's a lot easier to lucid dream, and I guess initiate lucid dreaming when, for example, like you're half awake and half asleep. So, like you know that one, two, three, four o'clock bathroom break where you pretty much get up, you're half awake, you go to the bathroom, and you come, you know, back to bed, and because you know you're half awake, so having you have had gotten up and you're half asleep because you're not really awake, um, I've just found that that, at least for me personally, for the little bit that I do dream, is a lot easier um, to initiate in that state. Any uh, comments or recommendations as far as that goes? Just uh, open that up for anybody who wants to jump in. Um, quick thing I'll just say on this because I think German, Sherman jumped out earlier, but um, when you're waking up in the middle of the night and you want to do that, where you like wake up 
become aware and then go back to sleep. Um, this is just I'm saying this to Sherman because I know I didn't hear it. Try to avoid bringing uh, any like artificial light into your eyes because that like changes like the the chemicals and stuff like that. If it's possible, keep the dark like keep in the darkness when you wake up in the middle of the night. And I know it's just like I'm just like, I'm like yeah like go 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 to the bathroom in the dark, um, which I guess is totally possible so long as you like sit down, obviously, so I guess it's not as hard as I thought it was. Um, but yeah, um, that would just be my quick tip to you, Sherman, is that like within that process, another extra thing is to try and avoid light. So don't check your phone, don't check your iPad, keep the lights off, and then that will keep like the chemicals sort of like there and present as you fall back to sleep. Um, but yeah, anybody else, what, what do you guys think in terms of like in, in, in that idea of like the, the awakened, like the the uh, crap, I forget the actual technical term, but yeah, when you wake up in the middle of the night and then you go back to sleep and you do it with the intention of dreaming. Um, Jim, Jamal, do you want to jump in on this or, or yeah. okay, Jamal, um, yeah, then, sure. And then Michael, Michael can jump in after that. Can you and, hear me? Am I good? Yeah, we can hear you. And um, I'm not sure, Kyle, right, did you awesome. did you want to say something too? Connection. You got your mic open. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm always trying to say something. Yeah, I'm trying to say something. <laughs> okay, okay, so we got, okay, so we got, okay, that's good, that's good then. So everyone can sort of take turns jumping in here. So Jamal, go, go ahead, and uh, we'll start with you. And um, yeah, what I was saying about earlier, about like getting up, going to the bathroom, coming right back, that's your body kind of like, basically when you wake up, you're just coming out of an REM state of sleep, especially if you go to sleep, and let's say you go to sleep at like 10.30 or 11 or so, and then you get up to go to the bathroom at around 2, your REM state is about, I'd say it's about ending, and as soon as you get back into bed, another one's probably going to start up right away, so if you do something like that, you're basically going to be thrown into the dream state, because when you're in REM state, it's most of the time when we're like having our most vivid dreams, to say like that <laughs> kind of makes me think of what Kyle was saying earlier, the difference between vivid and lucid. Definitely the most vivid dreams happen during that area of REM state. So it's definitely easier to like figure out or be like, hey, I'm in a dream because everything's so so like popping out at you and it's like energies everywhere during that REM state. So yeah. <clears throat> I'll say I'll say on that topic, like, when you're, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of the fact that, I'm not sure if I like the idea that, um, your dreams are only happening in REM state, because I think, like, I could take, I could, like, do a little power nap, and sometimes, like, in the middle of the day, I'll have, like, a short little power nap, and... In that little power nap, I'll have some crazy dreams. I'm like, whoa, dude, I just went there, and this was familiar, and I know that place, and oh, my God, I just remembered something. But anyway, no, that was, like, serious. I actually just remembered something. But um, I just remembered part of my dream from last night. Fuck yeah. Um, no, doing... I, I, I don't think REM has anything to do with, with dreams or anything. At all, I don't. I don't think the two are correlated. Um, but when you get up and then you're like, "All right, I'm getting ready to go back to sleep," and you take a cup of water, or you go out and you look at the stars for a second, and go back inside or whatever. 
going back and, and having that intention of, of sleeping and and dreaming, you know. I guess you know, like yeah, I I think that you could enter a very lucid state at that point because you just were actually walking around and you're still very light and everything is is very sensitive around you and you can get close to a wall and feel the wall but you're still a couple feet away of arm reach you know, but you can feel that wall because your energy is just that intense right now and ready to work that way um, yeah if you go back and relax and focus it all you probably easily move into a state of lucidity very quite well quite well I believe so you guys hear me yeah. Um, I did like a backpacking trip. I was hiking on the AT, and so like it's like five months out there. I got sick and didn't make it. And that's the story. So whatever. It's had a bar of limes. But um, every night, you know, I would I would wake up in the middle of the night, and I only had you know like an hour or so of the campsite, or like you know the middle of the place where we're camping. So I wake up, <clears throat> and everything was just geometry, essentially. You know, how trees and rocks and stuff is. And it was just a real test of uh, your body. And then you go right back to sleep. And it's like you could just, like, mold it all. And just, like, you could fly over it. You could, like, be with it. It's just, like, the most intense periods of the dreamings I've ever had was when I was traveling, and I was had to you know, kind of stay aware because I had, like, a lady with me and a dog, so it's, like, you I know, the dog kind of... I can definitely up? relate. I can relate because when I was in the Army, we would have training exercises. During those training exercises, you know, obviously, duh, you would not be able to get very much sleep at all, like, whatsoever. Like, 100%. You won't get any sleep. Like, you have periods of time where you would lay down to sleep, but it's very difficult to do that. I mean, but in those moments of having to be that much aware of your surroundings, but being in that sleeping state and dreaming, yes, I've had some incredibly vivid and highly lucid dreams in that exact scenario. Yeah, I bet it was intense, you know, waking up. Very. Up like that. Yeah, it was, like, really peaceful for me to wake up like, I don't know where you were, but I just mean even in, like, a uniform or whatever, you know, like, be, I was, you know, waking up naked, then climb, climbing out of a hammock and crawling right back in, drink, making okay. sure I drink my spring water. You I know. mean, when you're, I was in the infantry, and when, and oh, cool. a really shitty job, I mean, it's a really badass job, but shitty job. I feel job. you. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but still, dude, being able to, like, go to sleep in a sleeping bag, Totally. And just like look back and be like, that's the stars. Yeah. You know, My partner, she was. Eyes, even if it's for like three hours. Even if you just got three hours before you got to be back up. Like just a sleeping bag or not a sleeping bag or just in uniform out there land. Yeah, stars. you just see some people. They just. just look at the stars. Like, All right. That's actually incredibly calming and soothing. Like it was, it was it's very, very good for my morale, I guess, at least, definitely, 100%, um, but no, like, there was definitely, like, I mean, I was probably the only one who was, like, consciously aware of my being, and, you know, <laughs> with, the guy, with the guys that I was around, especially, um, 
These guys are total fucking robots. But uh, if my phone dies, it's I'm not probably gonna turn back on and come on. So I was just gonna say bye if the phone dies because I figure it might. It's weird because it won't work while we're doing all this. It won't even charge and keep up. So that's why I've been coming on and off because it's stupid. But I'm really happy that you guys are talking about all this because I think the fact that you just even talk about it, it's almost like writing it down or something and it's just mm-hmm. like second memory. So I don't know. I talk I talk to strangers all day long. I'll just walk around and, you know, like ride my bike or skateboard or something and you just meet someone and just the person I am, you know, always strikes up a conversation with some sort of stuff and it's just people are living the dream and some people are, you know thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, Damn right, man. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta fucking, you gotta dream and uh, do it for real. You don't just, like, think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Going back to, um, sorry, Kyle, not to cut you off. Uh, going back to Sherman, thanks. Going back to Sherman's question, and thanks, Worm, as well. Um, going back to Sherman's question, um, uh, did Michael Pratt get to share what he was going to say? And I was also going to say, um, maybe, Ren, uh, I noticed your comment if you had something to share as well. But going back to Sherman's question again, you know, like the idea of like waking up in the middle of the night and maybe how we can make the most of that opportunity to be able to get back into vivid and potentially lucid dreaming experience. And again, it just, I, because maybe we didn't say this and this is correctly obvious, lucid dreaming is when you are in a dream and you know that you're in a dream and you're conscious and you're able to like manipulate your reality um, on a deeper and more conscious level. Uh, but Michael, go ahead and then Bren, I'm not sure if you wanted to say something, but you can go afterwards as well. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, okay. Well, I know of a, of a technique or a method that uh, it, it, it makes it 100% guarantee that you will lucid dream every time that you do it. Um, are you guys familiar with this method? Can you tell which one? Which one is it's, it? It's called the wake to bed method. Yeah, I think that's kind of what Sherman's alluding. It's a version of it, but go ahead. You can give us a well, recap of the wake to bed. You can do the whole. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's going to be for most people. It's going to be kind of uncomfortable. You know, uh, if you're go to sleep, you drink a bunch of water or something, and then you have to go to the bathroom. Um, you know, uh, you know, it, it is. That's one way to do it, but, you know, if you have bladder issues or, or whatever, you know, um, there is a way to, to do it that I, I've done it and I've had um, success every time that I've done it. And basically what it is is that um, you want to you just, just sleep like regular. Just sleep like regular. Just go to sleep. You don't, don't try to... You don't have to program your mind anything. You don't have to visualize anything as you go to sleep. Just sleep like regular. And don't try to do anything. Just You just let it flow. And then you just wake up sometime in the morning. And um, you, you just, when you wake up, just kind of just, you, you know, you can move around a little bit, but don't move around too much that you get in um, like a very aware 
I don't know if it's called beta state. In a yeah. very, you know, you don't want to be like heart beating, you know, faster than regular. You want to be in a in a very relaxed kind of state where you just woke up, say, from uh, sleep or nap, and then once you're up like that, what you want to do is just, you know, I mean, you could even just sit up just for a little bit. And after that, you can just just try to just try to relax and just naturally go back to sleep, just regularly. Um, you don't want to be too away uh, or too too um, you know doing too much movement or anything because it's going to take you out of that state. And then after that, if you do it like that, it's just going to be regular dreaming. It's not going to be as vivid or lucid. So when you do it like that, nine times out of ten, I always have some type of, um, well, I don't do much flying in my dreams anyway, but um, <laughs> um, okay, I do. But, I mean, basically, you'll be in a lucid dream state. Usually, you know, you'll kind of realize, hey, you know, I'm in a dream. And then once you realize that, and you can do like little checks and balances, say like, you know, if I am dreaming, can I or should I be able to levitate or could I levitate something or, you know, usually your hands kind of look a little different, just things look a little different, you know, in, in a dream state. Um, and uh, so basically when you can do that, I mean, you're right there in the, in the lucid dream state. And uh, you can do, uh, I guess, whatever you want to explore or, or uh, fly or make love. I don't know. Just whatever you want to do, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. And it works for me every time. Cool. With certainty. Cool. Does um thanks, Michael. Does uh we're just getting closer to um time wise on uh before we get into our meditation, but we'll just this will be closer to the final thing, and then we'll we'll get move into that. But um again um maybe uh Bren, did you wanna did you wanna add in anything? Uh, any tips and tricks related to? Yeah, I um so I have a tiger's eye that I sleep with most nights, so I'm really familiar with its energy patterns. And when I want a lucid dream, I sometimes fall asleep holding it, and then I become aware in my dream when I've let go of that, and then I'm like, oh, I'm asleep, I'm not awake, and that kind of tricks me into lucid dreaming. That's an absolutely amazing one. Wow, that's really, really good. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, um, anybody, uh, Kyle, are you talking? Yeah, man. I'm actually um, trying to find a reliable link to post about the brainwave types and um, five. I know. I remember back in technology when I was in high 
So Kyle, just check your mic. There's like extra static. That's all. Oh, Roger. Is it good? Is it better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better then. Yeah. All right. I remember um, back in psychology when I was in high school, there was only four brain waves. Now they've added another. Added gamma, and that's one that I'm unfamiliar with. Gamma waves. Um, it says gamma waves. These are. I guess it's a big thing now. These are involved in higher process, ta higher processing tasks as well as cognitive functioning, gamma waves are important for learning, memory, information processing. It is thought that 40 hertz gamma waves is <clears throat> important for the binding of our senses in regards to perception and are involved in learning new material. It has been found that individuals who are mentally challenged and have learning disabilities tend to have lower gamma activity than average. The frequency is 40 hertz to 100 hertz at its highest, um, too, too much gamma waves, um, anxiety, high arousal and stress, too little is ADHD, depression, learning disabilities apparently. Um, this is optimal. Binding senses, uh, what says, binding senses, cognition, information processing, learning, perception, REM, sleep. It says to increase gamma waves, meditation. On these other ones, there's other things that increase. Um, other, you know, that instigate other brain waves. Um, it kind of just moves on, you know. Alpha and beta brain waves are brain waves that we use in our daily waking lives, or not beta, alpha and theta waves. So it's gamma and alpha waves. Where's this? Gamma, beta, and alpha. All right, gamma, beta waves. Gamma and beta waves are the ones that we use in like our conscious waking, and then that's where that's where it gets confusing because I remember only learning about beta waves being our conscious thought and alpha, theta, and delta, and delta being um, involved with sleep. But apparently, gamma waves are like really high learning, like intensive thinking, kind of like, I'm guessing more or less like thinking on a higher level, like like what we strive to do, try and achieve higher consciousness and integrate our, our highest level selves. Um, I guess that's what gamma waves are. Beta waves are for like regular, regular stuff that you just be, you know, walking around doing all your day-to-day -day stuff. Um, commonly observed while we are awake, blah, 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 kind of some of the regular stuff. And too much beta relieving stress, excessive stress or anxiety. It's basically just telling you if you're not going to sleep and relaxing, because the beta, beta wave is, is a brain wave that we'd be functioning with if we were, like, at work, just doing regular stuff. Um, alpha waves, it says alpha waves are the frequency range, bridges the gap between our conscious thinking and subconscious minds. In other words, the alpha is the frequency range between beta and theta. It helps us calm down when necessary and promotes feelings of deep relaxation. If we become stressed, a phenomenon called alpha blocking may occur, which involves excessive beta activity and very little alpha. Essentially, the beta waves block out the production of alpha because we become too aroused. And that's something that I definitely notice if you get caught up with a task and you start thinking on it and you're like oh my god what's going on you know like I'm guessing that that's 
kind of like what alpha blocking is. So I can definitely relate to that. Alpha waves would be your your stress reliever that, that would kick in and go, all right, wait, it's not that big a deal. It's not the end of the world. You know, that's, I guess, where your alpha waves kick in. Um, I like that. It's the bridge between beta and theta. Definitely like that. Um, theta waves, this is something that I used to do. I used to get binaural beat theta waves, really high-frequency stuff, and listen to that. One time I was... Um, one time I was listening to it for a long time. I had like a long drive from work to back home. <clears throat> and I had this infinite loop theta wave track. So I listened to that for like hours. You know, I, was just, I listened to it before work and I got out of work and I plugged it into my headphones and I was listening to it and I was on the road. And I just began to think, how safe is this to be listening to on the road? And it didn't really become apparent to me at any moment at that point. It's just, it was just like... <sighs> And I was home, and then I went to go meditate, and I was like, I ended up meditating for a couple hours. It was wild. So, yeah. Theta waves, particular range involving in daydreaming and sleep. Theta waves are connected to us experiencing and feeling deep and raw emotions. Too much theta wave activity may make people prone to bouts of depression, make them highly suggest suggestible based on the fact that they are deeply relaxed semi in a semi-hypnotic state. Theta has its benefits of helping improve our intuition, creativity, and makes us for, feel more natural. It is involved in restorative sleep as long as theta isn't produced in excess during our waking hours. It's very helpful brainwave range. Okay. So it seems that all these waves are kind of present during the waking state. It's just sort of what gear and what chemicals your brain is pumping out at that point. So it's actually not really having to do with sleep. Sleep is just a thing that we do. I, I actually thought one time, maybe I started beginning to think that like, you know, human beings are very, very abnormal. As much as we are animals, we are very, very abnormal, completely different than anything else on Earth. And what if we're beings that aren't really driven by a night-day cycle? Because sometimes I can't even sleep at night. All I want to do is sleep all day and wake up and be up all night. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'd rather prefer the night sky to look out into the vastness of space. Mm -hmm. So that makes me think, you know, like maybe we're more like cats. We're like semi-nocturnal. We just sort of nap now and then and do what we want when we want. Yeah kind of thought about that one before and then finally we move into delta waves. Delta waves are the slowest recorded brain waves in human beings. They are found often, uh, they're found most often in infants as well as young children. As we age we tend to produce less delta waves even during sleep. They are associated with the deepest levels of relaxation and restorative healing sleep. They have also been found to be involved in unconscious bodily functions such as regulating the heartbeat and digestion. Adequate production of delta waves helps us feel completely rejuvenated after we wake up from a good night's sleep. If there is abnormal delta activity, an individual may experience learning disabilities or difficulty difficulties maintaining conscious awareness, such as in case of brain injuries. Um, frequency ranges zero hertz to four hertz, being the slowest. 
So that's yeah. crazy. If you were at zero hertz and you were resonating nothing, you'd just be like at one. You'd just be dead almost. Like, bah. Mm. That was interesting that you, um, when you were talking about the idea of like maybe we're like semi-nocturnal. I remember reading like a study that talked about the idea how humans actually did have a different sleep pattern back in the day. Like, you know, like think about the days of like sort of um, pre-industrial sort of like Civil War era and things like that where it would actually be common for people to like go to sleep and then to like wake up like almost like during the witching hour at like 3 a.m. and you know like put on a candle and then like do some writing or something like that and then stay awake for like another hour or two and then go back to sleep. I think that is like a very interesting thing um, to just sort of you know for people who are interested to try doing that if they can afford to uh, within their own schedule so just sort of like see because you know like within that witching hour at 3 a.m. it seems that like a lot of things kinda you think differently like your creativity like can almost be different like the field is almost different the presence is almost different um, Our even going back to you know our brain state I think our, it allows us sort of like naturally be in a brain state that uh, is a little bit different so yeah no the brain waves are definitely um, it, it's cool to be able to like bring in the science of just like understanding a little bit more about like how our brain works and why it works and and um, yeah and understanding like the different waves correlated to the dream studies and and yeah that's something we can definitely talk more about um, later and in future episodes as well so cool thanks thanks Kyle any any last points on the brain waves for us before we jump over um, no I guess you just I don't know just putting that information out there for people to know and look into themselves. Um, I definitely, I definitely think that it maybe most of those brain waves, sort of maybe excluding delta, maybe, but most of those, at least the top four, excluding delta, you know, probably operate very frequently during the day. And I think maybe as we start to move into this awakening that's happening. And as the cosmic energy continues to spill over Earth, we may even, who knows, science may even start coming up with even more higher frequency uh, brain waves that we're starting to notice because as this happens and as we start to evolve and, and reach that, as, as, we, as, as the frequency elevates, we will, in our minds, we will adjust. We will start making new chemicals. We will start making new frequencies will elevate in that direction. So yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to a couple of years, maybe what science will have to say about yeah. that, actually. Yeah, and, and I think um, what's interesting is also just like the ability for the mind to be able to create within different waves and everything like that, um, which is a good segue for, for us to be able to set up our, our closing meditation uh, as well to just sort of like chill out and meditate and, and get our mind into um, which, which wave would be the one that would be correlated with like calm meditation. Would that be, would that be theta? Theta. Alpha. theta? Or would that be alpha? Theta and theta. Well, no. Yeah, it would be alpha and theta. Alpha, alpha is the bridge wave. Alpha okay. is the... Alpha is the transition. Alpha is kind of like the chill state. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we'll. Uh, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. Chill out with meditation. Um, 
Cool. Okay. So yeah. No. Thanks again, Kyle. Thanks again for for everyone uh, tuning into this broadcast. And and again, you know, like just what we're going to be doing in the next couple minutes is that we're going to close uh, with a, a visualization meditation that we've actually done numerous times within the dream class. And what we do is uh, what I mentioned earlier is the idea of collectively doing a, a short guided meditation of visualizing the concept of the dream tree. And the dream tree is the image that you see within the promotion of this episode on the main website. And I'll post a link into the chat so that you guys can pull it up there as well. And basically the simple idea is a tree in a field and the paradigm shift sigil is floating above it. And the paradigm shift sigil is sort of like a beacon or a north star. And then this tree is something that we are going to approach. We are going to put our intention and our visualization in it. And then we are going to be there present. And then the concept is to be able to literally journey there within the dream space to arrive there through a shared dream experience and to be able to just like have that as something to work towards so it's very cool um, before we do that I just want to give some simple community updates uh, letting you guys know the next live broadcast that we'll be doing will be July 14th and that will be the paradigm shift community admin meeting so again you know a big part of this project is about creating the physical paradigm shift community so that will be about uh, some recent updates from different admins, how things are going, and uh, also talking about different shiftivism tactics related to free hugs and hacking the matrix and also social media tactics as well. So if you're thinking about creating conscious community where you are, creating a shift community, then be sure to tune into that one and to get involved. And uh, yeah, the previous ones have been really exciting, so I'm looking forward to doing that. And that's like a big part of the ongoing story within this bigger story that we're creating together. And of course, the other thing that I will just want to say is that a huge part of what makes this project possible is the collective team support through our team Patreon. And of course, for people listening to this, uh, for people listening to this in the future, please feel free to check out the Patreon and sign up when you can for as little as $3 a month. And signing up for as little as $3 is this huge hack where when we all give a little, we all get a lot and it allows the project to continue to evolve. It supports the production time going into managing the broadcast and as well as the website which functions as a platform for all of us to be able to document and share our perspectives and our conscious media about the shifting consciousness while also supporting more things like ongoing free shift buttons and the journey to lucidity movies and a lot of amazing things so we're currently at about 620 and our goal is to reach 700 by the end of July and if you do sign up for that you also get exclusive access to the three hour raw footage version of my five gram sacred mushroom video so there's a preview for that online that's kind of hidden on my YouTube and within the website within the newest community videos but it, that also is just like another cool perk because it's kind of it's something special and I just want to be able to like make sure that people who are watching that are people who are just like doing a bit of an energy exchange and you'll appreciate it even more when you sign up for it that way so just a little extra to look forward to and again thank you so much to everyone for signing up for this for people again you know when you sign up you get the shifter booster kit which comes with the shift buttons tools for hacking the matrix where you are and uh, Triforce and Alice pulling back the looking glass are just a couple of examples of the shift buttons and the shift buttons are being produced and being sent out uh, within the, the logistics of the production time and the possibilities of it and uh, again you know it's it's my intention to literally get everyone their shift buttons and thank you again for being patient and again the Patreon allows us to be able to create more 
opportunity to give out more free shift buttons for people all across the board as the project continues to evolve. So it's really cool to be able to have that team Patreon. And again, it's patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or go through the main paradigm central.com website and scroll down to the bottom to click on the uh, link for the monthly support squad, which is what we also refer to it as within the real world game. So much love you guys. And again, just huge shout out for, for being signed up for that and for everyone signing up for it in the future when they can. So with that said, we'll um, transition into our closing meditation. So again, the intention behind this, to visualize the tree, practice using our imagination, bring ourselves into the senses of our, uh, into the awareness of our sense senses, our five senses, our six senses, and to be able to just be there and to carry that intention beyond this meditation into our individual dream practice. So it's something that you can think about while falling asleep. And it's something I'm going to be thinking about while falling asleep. And um, stay tuned for next stream class because we'll be able to talk more about progress. And I'll just plant a low seed because by next stream class, I want to be able to talk about more of the things that we can do when we become lucid within a dream. What are some of the things that we can do when we become lucid in a dream? So stay tuned for the next stream class when that's one thing that we'll be talking about as well. I'm really happy with how this class went, by the way, guys. This is... um really good inspirational high quality content so looking forward to sharing this one so thanks again for being a part of it so that said let's go into our meditation so just inviting you guys to chill out get comfortable get relaxed this will just literally be a short meditation and we'll begin simply just by straightening up our spine straightening up our posture imagine someone pulling a string from the top of your head relax your shoulders and we'll begin simply by relaxing the breath and connecting with our awareness of it. So gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. And just repeat this again, gentle inhales. gentle exhales and just relaxing your body, relaxing your face, relaxing your cheeks, your eyes, your entire head. Just allowing yourself to be relaxed, calm, yet present. So continue to breathe, connecting with the breath, each breath bringing us deeper into that state of calmness as we bring ourselves into a place where we move forward with the visualization. So begin, let's begin simply by starting off in the field at a distance from the tree. So imagine yourself standing in the field and at this point connecting with the sensation of the grass and the dirt underneath your feet, feeling the coolness of it between your toes and observing your environment you see the tree off in the distance yet what stands out more than anything is the sky itself rather than just stars you see the dreamscape of nebulas within the sky reminding you of the magic in this present moment and even though the sky is a landscape of space it is not only it is not necessarily dark yet it is still light out at the same time 
as if everything in itself is emitting light as a source. And so imagine the coolness of the breeze on your skin. Again, imagining the texture of the ground underneath your feet. And then from here, since we're in the dream space, we'll just slowly, rather than walking, practice floating. So slowly as you feel the dirt underneath your feet, gently feel yourself lift off the dirt as your toes gently move into the suspension of the air you feel the lightness of your body take over and you realize that it is through the direction of your thoughts that you can fly so almost imagining that the only thing that you're piloting is your pineal gland itself that is your true essence your origin that single seat of the soul that single point of awareness which perceives in 360 degrees in this moment and traveling with it is your visualization if you choose of your physical body or you can just imagine yourself as an orb of light so to speak and so you imagine yourself approaching the dream tree and you see the dream tree and you see it in whatever form it looks like to you as magical as you wish to make it or as simple as you wish to make it and above the dream tree you notice the paradigm shift sigil again looking like a compass a north star a beacon and with it emitting an energy of its own like a lantern a pulse a portal that is becoming more and more activated more and more vibrant every time that we bring our attention here attracting other dreamers to this shared space and so you approach the dream tree and as you do, you see other orbs of light surrounding it. Other orbs of light representing other dreamers within the dream. And other dreams themselves. And so bring yourself into proximity of the dream tree so that you are close enough to observe it. And bringing in the awareness of a physical body, gently place your hand against the dream tree. And in this moment, just reconnect with your breath and reconnect with the breath of the tree realizing that it in itself is alive as are you acknowledging its presence acknowledging its identity acknowledging its energy so you have your hand against it and maybe put one hand on your chest and even if you want to do this physically with your body just by putting a hand on your chest connecting with not only your breath but also your heartbeat and imagining that other hand on the tree and feeling that heartbeat of the tree the texture of the wood yet also the sensation of its energy and reminding yourself in this moment as you look up at the tree branches reminding them reminding yourself how much they reflect the as above so below fractal nature of reality the beauty of the branches magnificent in themselves yet also being reminded of the roots beneath you in this moment and even within this imagination just gently allowing yourself to perceive through the illusion of the ground and acknowledging the roots deep that root themselves deep within to the earth that you stand upon 
and you can see that the roots of this tree extend far beyond those of a normal tree and they themselves encompass the entire dream space so to speak extending and reaching out and connecting and so again just imagining in this moment what the tree is connecting with its energy and bringing your awareness to the focus of love adding your love into the tree filling it up with your love doing this is a way how we bring it into a reality we create and we crystallize it within our imagination through the act of pouring our love into it so take a moment here collectively as we all pour our love into this tree seeing the tree as a representation of home of Gaia of gathering so just take a couple breaths here intimately connecting with it reflecting on gratitude towards it towards all trees and then when you're ready you can gently release your hand off the tree and as you step back you notice the other orbs of light forming themselves in a circle around the tree and the orbs themselves are also representations of each of us gathering here in this moment and so you take a moment to look at the other orbs and to notice them projecting their love into the tree and so to help carry this intention of manifesting this dream space knowing that we can return to it within our literal dreams we'll take a moment here as we stand around the tree as orbs as humans as people as dreamers we'll carry our intention with a simple ohm and we'll just do three of them very simply and softly nothing too loud just very softly carrying our love and projecting it into the center of the tree creating a mandala a cymatic pattern strengthening the imagination of the tree bringing it into this reality so take a simple breath and then together we'll do a gentle ohm so gentle inhale gentle exhale and next inhale we'll do an ohm so inhale and ohm good and right into the next one inhale and again one more at your own pace inhale good so just gently our ohms massaging the tree with our love so to speak 
And again, taking a moment here to appreciate the other dreamers who arrive at this space, seeing not all of us as single points of light, but all of us, others of us, gently sitting around doing things that we would do if we were at a tree, imagining some of us sitting down, giving massages to our friends, having conversation, playing with drums, making music, doing cartwheels, having fun and enjoying this space to gather in celebration. And as an orb of light, I just invite you to gently lift yourself up and around the tree, simply looking at it from a 360 perspective, floating around it, seeing the branches and even floating between the branches. And just allowing yourself to be in a moment of appreciation and also play as you gently weave yourself in and out of the branches, appreciating every leaf, appreciating every branch, appreciating every aspect of the tree, knowing that it extends beyond just our visual and physical interpretation of it, but that the branches themselves extend beyond into the far reaches of the dream as a signal and an echo that is helping other dreamers hear the call hear the call of the gathering, of the awakening. And that is what we are coming to the dream for, to gather, to awaken, and to answer the question of what is needed and what comes next. So before you leave the tree, just inviting you to imagine hugging it, being in this moment, connecting with it, hugging the tree in your own personal way, even putting your forehead on the trunk of the tree, connecting your third eye with it, and just expressing your gratitude. Good. And so from here, again, reminding ourselves that this is a place that we will be able to return to within the dream space. Imagine the tree as you fall asleep at night with intention. Tell yourself that you wish to go there. Ask the universe to bring you there, and it will be made so. And so you can remain under the tree, and we'll slowly begin to transition ourselves back into our physical awareness. So you can gently sit down under the tree and gently bring yourself into a meditation under the tree either looking at it or looking out onwards into the distance of the dream space, feeling the support of the tree behind you. Whatever works for you, just imagine yourself in this space so a part of you is still there beyond this meditation, bringing that multidimensional aspect of yourself into reality, knowing that you are already at the tree and simply through the dream space, you're allowing yourself to arrive into that moment that you've already created right here and now. So as you sit and meditate under the tree, we'll slowly transition ourselves from one dream to another. So with a few gentle breaths, reflecting on why we do this, why you do this, why we do this. And slowly, keeping the visualization palpable in the back of your mind, real within your heart, slowly begin to transition your awareness back to your physical body, carrying the breath with you, bringing your awareness into your body, gently wiggling your toes, 
gently wiggling your fingers. And when you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes and return your awareness to the dream around you right here and now. Cool. <clears throat> awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. Um, just transitioning out of that uh, before we wrap this up, if anybody wants to bring in any comments uh, related to that meditation and even just general comments related to the class, thoughts and feedback, um, let us know what you guys thought about it and um, yeah just opening up the microphones and again thank you so much guys for, for being here for those of you in the class and those of you listening to this in the future because you are a part of this as well and uh, it's very much appreciated um, but yeah any any thoughts uh, any reflections that you guys want to share related to that short meditation feel free to jump in with that Worm Worm go ahead you're really good at that man really beautiful I thanks man thank you that was a lot of heart in there. I, I'm so happy that the place is so beautiful. It's uh, it's unreal. Thanks again, man. Thanks, dude. Um, just on a side note, can you um, can you post your Facebook into the chat? Maybe that's not possible if you're on mobile. Um, uh, I can do it. Okay, cool, cool. Because just to make sure uh, we can connect with the show notes. Yeah, my la my last name is Worm, so. Oh. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, thanks again for the feedback. Uh, anybody else, uh, feel free to open the mics. Um, any, again, general feedback related to the class or any, because, I mean, it's interesting. We keep going back to that meditation, so. Sorry, Kyle. That was an excellent class. Very good class. Totally, totally. That was. That was pretty, that was pretty badass. And, yeah, I always, I really, really like the uh, our meditations at the end there. I like yeah. that a lot. It'll yeah. be occurring, going back, going back. I always yeah. try to, it just sort of, you know, it looks exactly like the logo, the cosmic sky. <laughs> the sky's getting more cosmic every class that we do. Again, I know I mentioned this before, but pay attention. That? Pay attention to the graphics that I'm doing for this class, guys, because that portal is like, activating. It's becoming like more vivid and everything like that. If you go back and look at the first class, it's like way different. So, um, And again, you know, we're inviting you guys to like literally like think about the dream tree even during your daydreams, even during the day. You know, think of it as like your happy place that you can kind of go to and just chill out there and things like that. So it, it's kind of cool to think that like, yes, we're here, we're physical, we're, we're here, but on a multi-dimensional level, like a group of us are like there in the dream space, so it's just like what, what are we doing there, right? So I mean, there's like there's like a dual story that's happening. There's parallel realities that that, that we are creating, um, simply just by like putting our intention towards that collective imagination. So, yeah, um, it's really exciting. Like I'm excited to go to sleep tonight. Um, again, you know, like I feel. Like yeah, like I feel every time we do this class, it's like getting closer and closer to manifesting that moment where myself and others will be able to be like, be like yes, I made it to the dream tree. Like it's, it, it's possible. Like it's there. It's it's accessible, and it's good to have a goal. It's good to have that objective as a team. Definitely. Um, yeah. Cool. Thanks again, Kyle. Uh, I think you've literally been here like almost every dream class. So bonus points to you, man. 
try to, man. Cool, and you got your dream tea brewed up for tonight, eh? Lavender and passion flower. Dope. Dope, man. Sounds like a good mix. Cool. <laughs> Very good mix. Cool. The lavender is really good. It's, I don't know, the lavender it's very, is very calming. Definitely, it's calming, but lavender is renowned for green stuff. Yeah. Um, my buddy used to try smoking a little bit before you go to bed. I've heard that. I, say, I smoke some lavender before I get into very harsh and Smoke a bowl pack of that. Tell me if it's fun. So you just check your check your mic um, again. Oh yeah, sorry. Kind of I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, no, I smoked a bowl pack of that before bed one time a couple years ago, and I had a dream. Everything was backwards. Everything in the dream happened in complete reverse, and <laughs> the next day, everything played out in order. So the entire dream was evening to morning of the next day, and it was all bad shit. Like it was all bad stuff. Like <laughs> this happened, and then the person I was with, she was all like, you know, like, and I, I knew know. that. Like I knew that. But I was like, oh, my girl's gonna be fucked up, you know. And she was, you know, like back. You know, it was like, even like I said, it was a couple years ago, but. It was really weird. Like I smoked the lavender, and I had the dream. And the dream, the dream played out. Ah, there's a centipede in my kitchen. That's a oh super God. huge totem for me, by the way. If yeah, you you've talked about centipedes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's awesome. It's your your like dream character, like coming to oh, visit you and stuff like that. For real, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. Cool. But yo. Say um, no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, real quick, as we have a couple little. Minutes left. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, everything happened in reverse, and it was like evening to morning. It was all bad stuff, and then, and then it played out exactly that same way, only in the order instead of it, it just wasn't in reverse. You know, it was morning to night. You know, the first person, the first portion of the dream was what happened at the end of the day, and the last oh, portion. Of the dream, so it was a total mirror effect, really. It Whoa. like took a mirror and was like, boom. So you know, like if your weight raised your left hand in the mirror, you're actually raising your left. Hand. But yeah, um, that's that's how that's how it was. Man. It was totally like a weird thing. But that the key definitely. That, that brings up, like, an interesting hypothetical concept for me. Like, imagine if, like, it, you know, like, if every night that we dreamed, we had the ability to, like, see what tomorrow would be and, and or, like, a version of tomorrow, and, and it would, like, allow us to be, like, literally, like, preparing for the next day by, like, seeing it as, like, potential realities and stuff like that. Like, that would just be, like... But, and, well, at the same time, I like, think that's actually a thing, so... Um, yeah, Brent's saying sometimes it makes tomorrow less fun. Yeah, no, sometimes you want the surprises. Or, yeah, again, it would be like an interpreted dream version of the next day or something like that. But definitely, you know, that we can talk about that more in the future, how dreams allow us to uh, transcend uh, space-time and actually, like, use dreams as a place to be able to time travel and to see the future. Time travel is real, boys and girls. It happens every night. So... Um, <laughs> Cool. Uh, okay, let's just, uh, any other feedback just before we, we wrap up this class here from, from anybody else? Um, 
just uh, moving close. Michael, go ahead. And thanks, um, Kyle. Well, yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed the meditation, and I think it's a cool class. I mean, I wasn't here for the whole thing, but I, I got here to get some of it. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I think it's uh, good to be able to to do these different things because you never know when you might need to access a certain ability. So I think it's uh, it's good as definitely it's definitely going beyond the monkey business, you know. So I really uh, I like that. Does that make sense? I didn't understand. Somebody, you didn't understand, Kyle. We turn around. No, I didn't, brother. I didn't really under. I didn't follow. I don't know. I what, know what you're talking about. Say right, it again. Cool. Okay. Oh no, I was saying. Well, you you never really know um, when you might need to access certain abilities. Yeah, no, I, I, mm -hmm. I shook my head. I said yes. Oh, okay. I shook my head. I was saying uh, yes. But Worm was saying that he missed. Okay, what, what part did, Sorry, you, did you miss, uh, Brother Worm? <laughs> I think we're getting tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm just tired. Oh, okay. And, um... The monkey business caught me off guard. I was like, what? Oh, well, I am in favor of things that... I mean, it's, it's no disrespect to Charles Darwin. Um, you know, he was just a guy in history just doing his thing at the time. But I, I am in favor of things that go beyond the, the, the monkey level of... I don't know, I would just say the monkey level, you know? And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, so, when when I see when I see things like that, when I see people are doing like new things that you can tell are new, that it's just it's creative, it's coming from another place, and it's mm -hmm. it's helping along with you know some type of evolution. I'm like mm -hmm. very uh, fascinated and supportive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like sense. something something less primitive. Yes, yes, so okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, got it. Cool, cool. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, I think we're just about ready to, to wrap this up, but obviously there's so much more to talk about in future dream classes. Um, Jamal, uh, or, or Bren, did, did you guys... Jamal, go ahead. Do you want to jump in? Um, yeah, I was just laughing about... Like what Michael said when he said the monkey business, it's just it's like so perfectly. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is but yeah, this has definitely been an awesome class. Learned a lot uh, again, perfecting little inventions along the way. Definitely interested to see what the rest of tonight brings, and definitely interested to see what the dream world brings. It's funny how Kyle was talking earlier about like experiencing dreams in reverse, because that is exactly how I remember my dreams. It's always the last thing that happened, and then I'm kind of like filming myself in the dream. It's like, all right, what was the last act? What was the last act? What was the last act? And I kind of feel like that could go on forever, honestly. But 
at a point it does stop, and I'm like, oh, okay, that was my dream. But at the same time, yeah, it could go on forever. So, yeah, awesome class, awesome people, very fun time. Word. Awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to make it. It's, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you being here. So, sweet. Um, and uh, last, uh, Bren was, uh, again, you know, Bren, I'm happy you made it as well. Was there anything you want to even just say for the people tuned into this? Um, any message for the dreamers out there or any feedback, Bren, for what you caught of the class? Yeah. Um, what was really powerful for me is that during the meditation, I would be like, oh, I should go touch this tree, or oh, I should go hover above this tree, and then like a second later you would say, go do that, or go do this, and it was just weird synchronicity of this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing right now, right here. That's funny, because last dream class, somebody else said the exact same thing, where they were just like, they're like, I kept doing this in my meditation, and then like 10 seconds later you would say what I was already doing, so... That's like a common... It's good. It means we're in sync. It means that time is an illusion. And, uh, yeah, I don't need to say anything. You guys already know what to do. So it's perfect. We are the collective consciousness. We are the dream awakening to itself. So very cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, Brent, thanks again for for being here. And uh, it's good to see you again. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, okay, guys, uh, is there any, any just opening up the microphone, any last thing that anybody else wants to say before we officially wrap this up? Well, I was just curious, um, Brendan, have you ever done a class like that where you talked about, like, evolution and, like, that whole kind of idea? Uh, not not directly yet, but it is something that, that can always be brought up in the, the regular team-building hangouts, if not a Destiny School class in the future. But, yeah, you know, talking about the concept of, like, how to interpret what evolution means moving into the forward, moving forward into the future would be something. Because, I mean, you know, what is the evolution of consciousness? Whereas I think that's exactly what we're doing right now. You know, like, I feel the physical body is, like, a big part of the evolution. And then as consciousness expands, it, it's, like, evolving our multidimensional bodies uh, as well. So I feel like that's kind of like what we're doing is people like model and measure evolution within what they can physically see. But I think through what we're experiencing, it's just like, okay, we've like evolved ourselves physically, but like the experiences are now like moving more into the multidimensional realms as well. So um, yeah, yeah, like this is this is a part of the evolution of consciousness this, this is the, the dream space, definitely. For sure, I feel. But yeah, no, that's a good point. We can talk about that more in the future, for sure. Um, cool. Yeah, I think um, the more, well, I mean, it, it, it's it's something that's, like, that shamans are very familiar with. But I think um, the more you can get in touch with the, uh, the, the connection with uh, certain animals, I think that really helps... Um, you just feel this kind of connectivity. You kind of feel like you're in a place where, you know, you belong and you have a, a, a connection to it. And I think that's one of the most important things, I think, a lot of the problems is because, um, you know, people might feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely about reconnecting, finding multiple ways to reconnect. So, Mm -hmm. cool. 
All right. Um, well, guys, I, I think uh, I think that's pretty much. Uh, we're at the point where we're, we're ready to go to sleep, and uh, we are ready to transition this class into the astral, where we will continue our conversations around the dream tree, and we will meet up there. And uh, I just want to say, Justin, uh, his phone dropped out, but Justin, aka Wormworm, uh, he was just saying, "Tell everyone I say good night and say aho." Um, sweet sailings and tasty dreams. So that's his message. So uh, again, guys, just reminding you for the people listening to this to definitely go and check out more of the main website, paradigmshiftcentral.com, a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. Sign up on the website. Use as a platform to be able to help document and share your own conscious media, the collective shift in consciousness, create your quest journals, conscious articles, have your content featured to a global audience, and of course, inviting you guys to sign up for the team Patreon when you can at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culton to support the ongoing evolution of the project for the community, and thank you so much for tuning into this, and of course, share this episode with your friends and leave a comment once you finish listening to this leave a comment let us know what you think and that is like such a huge thing and let us know of any questions you'd like to see answered and explored on future broadcasts and of course tune in for future broadcasts and listen to other broadcasts archived through the website as well so my name is brendan and of course you can find me at youtube.com forward slash skull babylon face step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.